Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Welcome. Wait, can we do it again? Yes. Hello! Hello! And, and welcome, welcome to Kim and Cat. Kim and Cat. Stay, Stay alive. Maybe. Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. And this week, my partner, Lauren Ketrin Porter Martin, is going to see if she can stay alive. And my partner, Kimberly Aaron Marie Burns, is going to be the teller of the tale and the executioner, should one be required. <laughs> <laughs> we have something special this week that we're very, very excited about. So excited. We are doing a little spooky October collaboration with our friends at the Creep It Real podcast. Yeah, they are a true crime podcast and they research the ever living fuck out of really awesome true crime stuff. But then there's also like some other stuff in there. Like I learned a whole shit ton about voodoo and hoodoo Hoodoo. and it's really an incredible podcast, guys. Uh, So we're going to do a collaboration with them. Um. And they're amazing ladies. So, um, yeah, basically, they are going to research the true crime of this thing. (laughs) What is it? And then we are going to cover the movie that is based on that true crime. Yeah. Um, All I can say is after watching this movie, I cannot fucking wait to hear the truth. The truth that this is based on. Oh my god, I can't wait! I'm so excited, and I don't remember what it is. So. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, so here's a quick little intro of the Creep It Real girls. Um, hi, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. You both look beautiful, oh, and it's lovely to see you yes. as always. It is very lovely to see you guys. Absolutely. Too. 
So to all of our Sammies out there, we told you we were doing a uh, joint episode to introduce you to some of our dear pod friends. Meet Bianca and Ashley from the incredible podcast, Creep It Real. Thank you. What a glowing, what a glowing review. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you guys are, you guys are amazing. So, uh, we uh, watched the movie of the event that you guys researched. Um, and one of the things that impresses me the most is like your brains and how you <laughs> use them and read all the books oh, and then tell me about it. Don't Agreed. get to, don't get to, <laughs> don't, don't get the wrong idea here. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, you're so sweet. Do you want to tell, uh, like, our listeners just, like, about your podcast or, like, how? Oh, my goodness. What, it, yeah. what it's all about? What well, do you do? We talk about anything that is horrifying in the world, truly, is, I think, the most accurate description. It could be a monster or a human. <laughs> that is just somebody. Mm-hmm. Usually, that's the worst, the human. Yeah, the human. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. We're the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate a lot more humans than I hate monsters. I'll tell you that. Oh, girl, one hundred. That's also one of my favorite parts of your podcast is just the the very strong opinions against like, the assholes. Because I feel like that's very similar to us. We're like this motherfucker. <laughs> we definitely don't hold back on our feelings. And I love it. Yeah, I'm always. I'm it's very here for it. Thank you. It's great, Thank you guys. One of the things that I do love, though, is that, like, so Kim and I are kind of part of our premise is, like, our lack of research. (laughs) Like, the whole point is that we need to know, like, nothing about the topic going into it. And then you guys are (laughs) the complete opposite. Should we do? um, So we do a little cheers on our podcast. Okay. um, And it's Gina Holes Out. (laughs) And then the response is tits up. Tits up is good for me. Yeah. So Kim, you start us off. Okay. Dinah holes out. Tits up. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Okay. Do you want to hear about the movie? I very much do. This is called Ravenous. (gasps) I'm very excited. It's from 1999. Okay. It is directed by Antonia Bird, a British lady. What a cool fucking name, by the by. <laughs> Very British. Yeah. Antonia Bird. Um, she's done a lot of stuff, like, and I think more, probably, like, British people would recognize more, like, she, like, she won, like, a BAFTA and stuff like that. Um, Damn. And sadly died of cancer kind of young, so it's a oh, bummer in 2013. In so, R.I.P. Antonia Bird, yeah. Miss Bird. Um, yeah. We hope to do you well. It's um, written by Ted Griffin, who also wrote fucking Ocean's Eleven. Well, what the fuck now? I know, right? So this is um, when you look at it, you know, it'll say like horror, sometimes comedy, you know, it has little little genre words listed. Sure, genre words, yes. And this says horror, comedy, western. (laughs) I'm sorry? (laughs) Oh, horror comedy western. That yes. is not what I was expecting you to say. I know, especially, right? Especially when you're saying lots of British things. I'm like yeah. Western Britain. <laughs> so it, 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 and it's not like um, in a saloon with like Dirty Harry kind of Western. It's like 
Um, is Dirty Harry in the West, or is that a 1920s gangster? I thought Dirty Harry was, uh, isn't that I'm East? Yeah, I'm thinking more like Billy the Kid. I thought Dirty Harry was like, was like, hey, we're blowing this popsicle stand, see? I thought he was like a slow walk into town. <laughs> like, clutching, clutching, clutching. <laughs> Are you thinking that? John Wayne? His, oh, I am thinking John Wayne. John Wayne, Who's not Dirty, Dirty Harry. Harry. But doesn't Dirty Harry have a, a, a like a famous line? That's like, uh, you, I'm gonna blow your brains out, you filthy animal, or something. <laughs> Is that it? Guys, I only know that me? from Home Alone. <laughs> That's what I was quoting. I was quoting Home Alone, but I don't know what movie I was playing in Home Alone. Me neither. But also, if that's the movie you're thinking of, that was not a western. He was like, he was like with suspenders behind a desk with a tie. But that's gun. not the movie I wasn't thinking of. But like, I, that, I know is what the quote is. I don't know. Kim I'll post mortem. Kim just said that's not the movie I wasn't thinking of. <laughs> I don't fucking know what's happening. This is a horror wow. western comedy. Uh, I'm gonna post mortem <laughs> for Patreon. Uh, all of this. All who, of this. Who the fuck is Dirty Harry? What did Clint Eastwood play? What's the other guy you said? John Wayne. John Wayne. Gacy. No. <laughs> For John. Oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking, of, I think John Wayne played Dirty Harry. Oh, God. Stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. Everyone's yelling at their fucking podcast this is machine a, this right is now. In, they're, yeah, everyone is yelling at their podcast machine. <laughs> anyway, it's yes. not any of that. <laughs> Moral of what I was trying to say, it's not that. Okay. What would you be so kind as to tell me what it is? It's not Billy the Kid. It's it's not Kaching Kaching. <laughs> it's just um it just takes place on the western frontier. Got it. Like, okay. Western America in the 1800s. So, like mm. the Oregon Trail. Yes. Much more Oregon Trail. Esther, your child has died of dysentery type situation. Absolutely. Okay. Got it. Got 100%. it. 100%. Okay. Horse drowned trying to cross the river. Wow. Kim, it took us a while, but we got there and we are now on the same page. We are. 100% on the same page. Yeah. I'm for a while, for we it. weren't even in the same library. So. <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> I can't wait to find out the answer to all Me of those things to we all talked of about. <laughs> Moral oh, of the shit. story okay. is we're not a Western podcast. We are not. Clearly. <laughs> okay, Ketrin. Uh, yes. Dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Captain John Boyd. Dead. Okay. Uh, Colonel Ives. Dead. Private Cleves. Dead. Private Toffler. Alive. Colonel Hart. Alive. General Slauson. Dead. Major Knox. Dead. Private Reich. Alive. George. Alive. Martha. 
five. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. So we start with a quote. Okay. He that fights with monsters should look to it that he himself does not become a monster. Ooh. Frederick power Nietzsche. corrupts absolutely. Frederick Nietzsche. Followed by a second quote. Eat me. Anonymous. <laughs> or sometimes any of us. Yes. All of us. <laughs> so we have an American flag. Uh, old timey. <clears throat> not like 13 stars, but not 50. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, right, right. Um, there's an, a whole bunch of army guys. And they're having a ceremony where they're giving a medal to someone. And it's for heroism for infiltrating the enemy and enemy ranks and securing victory independently with courage and honor and they're okay. giving it to our friend guy pierce hello guy yeah right. and i didn't know he was in this yeah and he's he's looking great he's got like kind of longish hair and some some beard and stuff it's i'm i'm here for it i love a good beard yeah me too and so we flash back to him in the war, and we see on, it says Mexican-American War, 1847. I'm okay. sure you know all about it. I know everything there is to know about the Mexican-American War in 1847. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. That's 1847, when, that's what I said. Mm -hmm. That's when Westerns took place. Sh yep. Mm -hmm. So With John Wayne Gacy. 100%. <laughs> so there's this long table of just like soldiers sitting and eating and okay. they basically all sit down and they like but they're all like in you know um i don't know if this is just their regular costume in outfit so uniform civilian <laughs> their civilian clothes rather than their no, uniform? no 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 i don't know if this is like because when i i want to just let you know that like when i say uniform it's like the ones with like one million buttons down the thing. Like they look kind of fancy okay. um, as yeah. compared to like what might be in the trenches clothes. Well, they're officers is yes. what I'm getting. Okay. Correct. So it's like this long table of them. They all sit down and they all have like a big piece, piece of like steak in front of them. And guy looks down at his and it's like kind of all like bloody kind of, and everyone starts like eating, but like scarfing it down and they're like eating, 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 eating. And then like the head captain guy at the end is like looking at him and, and guy kind of starts to like <clears throat> get a little uncomfortable and like, mm -hmm. like heavy breathing a little bit. And there's like a flashback to him in war again. And there's just like bodies and like blood. Yeah. And, um, he then like comes at the table. He like gets up and runs outside and throws up. Oh, poor thing. Title card. Ravenous. Ravenous. So head captain guy, like, sends him away. He's basically like, you're no hero. Um, and so he Rude. sends him to, to California to Fort Spencer. I know. Well, you know, that's just, you have to be a fucking manly man in 1847, I guess. God. So ridiculous. The patriarchy's been around for a long time. For a very fucking long time. So he's going to Fort Spencer in California. Hey. And so then some like banjo-ish music starts playing. That's exactly what it's not. But it is like a banjo. I guess that's why I said banjo-ish. 
banjoish. It because you knew what the banjo song I was playing in my head, and you were like, "It's not that song. It's a hundred percent not that." Okay, and we're seeing snowy mountains that then turn into like a big open, like grassy field, and there's two travelers on horses coming. It ends up being our friend Guy and a lady, and they're coming upon a small camp. Um, for whatever reason, like the best way I could describe it of what it reminded me of is like the the <clears throat> the the wall on Game of Thrones. Yeah, like all the way in the north. It it felt like that. Like it's just like one tiny small place. Okay, with like I get that things that are made of wood houses that I are get made that. of wood okay so it's like, like yeah it's nothing like nothing is around them. it's like a permanent encampment yeah. like almost like a little self-sustaining very yeah. small camp and this is where these people live as opposed to like yeah it's not like know. tents or anything but like um there's also just nothing around like it's like one small little fenced in thing with a couple buildings okay <clears throat> and um Beep, 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 boop, boop. They go in. Um, there's definitely like little bits of leftover snow around. It's it's cold California. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like, she takes him to his room and like brings him like a fur like blanket. And he's mm. kind of just like looking around like, what the fuck is this place? I feel like is what it felt like he was saying with his eyes. And okay. he closes the door and on the back of his door is like a little mirror and he sees himself. And it's like a flashback to war again. Oh, and there's soldiers yelling his name and um, there's like people shooting, people dying. It's like fucking chaos. And he just kind of like stops in the middle of it all and like lays down like into the dirt oh. as people are like yelling for help. Oh, my gosh. God, can you imagine? We barely treat PTSD now. Can you imagine having PTSD back then? Where it's like, there's there's no fucking treatment for it. And if you exhibit any signs, you're banished. Right? Yeah, it's horrible. It's excruciating. It's terrible. So then we cut to the dad from Beetlejuice. Hi, dad from Beetlejuice. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, that redheaded guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I don't see him as much of a period actor, but I'm ready to listen. Yeah. He's like the captain of the Fort Spencer. Oh, no shit. Okay. So we're in his office and him and Guy are having a little intro and he's like, you know, looking at his paperwork and he's like, oh, a war hero. Okay. And he's like, I guess you you got a little reward. Um, they, They sent you to... For the California sun or something like that, you know. And he's got lots of books around and they talk about books and walnuts. I don't know. He's a drawer, drawer of walnuts. Sure. <laughs> books and walnuts. Yeah. That, that's actually my other podcast. It's his thing. Good. good. <laughs> you, and, you and Captain Beetle Dad would get along. Me, that's who is my co-host. Me and Captain <laughs> oh, Beetle Oh, yes. Yeah. He loves yeah, books what a and walnuts. He does, yeah. You got to crack them yourself, those kind of walnuts. The, the right, old. right. So lots to talk about there. Oh, yeah. Um, he asks if Guy has any any hobbies, and he says swimming. So you can mm. have that podcast with Guy Pierce as well. I do. I have ah! three podcasts. Oh, my gosh. I I'm have a, sw- a loser yeah. over here with only one podcast. Yeah, you, you got to snatch up your podcasts like your walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's true you know yeah truer words have never been said 
So he basically starts to explain to Guy about Fort Spencer. Okay. So it was a Spanish, uh, the Spanish built it as a mission, um, but now it's kind of like a way station for, for Western travelers. But they don't get much tra- uh, traffic in the winter, so it's kind of just like a skeleton crew okay. right now during the winter. So then he tells us who's there. Okay. Private Toffler, who's like their priesty kind of person, but okay. a soldier. Uh, Major Knox, who's a drunk. Sure. Private, Private Reich, who's like ultimate soldier. Like oh, okay. the first picture they show of him is like him just being in like the cold river with his shirt off and like, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> sir, ma'am, calm down. <laughs> um, then there's Martha who guy met. She's the woman that came with him and she's like, and he's like, oh, I bet you didn't get a word out of her. And then there's her okay. brother, George. And they're both locals. So he's like, they kind of came with the place. So they're um, Native American. Okay. And then we see George now like smoking a big pipe with uh, David Arquette. What did you just say to me? David Arquette is in this? (laughs) He is in this. Okay. Do we? (laughs) What's up? Yeah. And... He's private Cleves, and and um, he says that he's uh, over-medicated. And, like, it's David Arquette just, like, smoking a peace pipe, like, hysterically laughing, just like he's a loony tune. Yeah, that sounds about right. And so, basically, now all of them, including Guy Pierce, makes eight. So then now Guy, with his new promotion, would be number three in command. Okay. So now they're at dinner. They all sit at a big table together and they're like, okay, let's do a prayer. So like Toffler, who's like Jesus, is uh, <laughs> the Jesus soldier. The Jesus soldier, yep. Is um, who also, I think Jesus has a little bit of like Asperger's. Okay. Some, like a little bit. Like he's he's a... He's a real, like, he just is, like, a quiet shy. Like, he's always, like, just, like, talking, do, 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 kind okay. of thing. Um, Does he appear to have conversations with other people in the sense that, like, is he responding to others in a logical way and just talking quietly? Yeah, he's a low talker. Low talker. Okay. Jesus is a low talker. So, <laughs> um, so they're, like, say a prayer. And so he just quietly mumbles something, you know, and they're, like, amen sure. and start eating. Okay. And so... Um, Captain Beetlejuice is like asking if, uh, he's like, so did anyone like actually do anything today? (laughs) Um, and David Arquette's just at the end, just fucking laughing like a maniac. Been there. (laughs) (laughs) Am I, am I at this camp? (laughs) (laughs) Are we all at Fort Spencer? Yeah. And so Captain Beetle dad is like, you know, we have great camaraderie here. So now it's uh, snowing outside. Guy is out there by himself, just kind of like looking at the snowy landscape. Um, right. And it's kind of like, um, like they have a flatness around them, but there's like okay. ahead, there's like trees and mountains and stuff. Okay. And so there's a little flashback um, and we kind of just hear the voiceover of someone asking him like, so how'd you get behind any enemy lines? And he says, I was, I froze. I was scared. And they're like, you were scared. You froze while your unit fought and died. 
Yeesh. And then we see the Mexican army like dragging his body and he says he played dead. And so now we see a pile of bodies and he's at the bottom. At the bottom of bodies. Of bodies. And he said, I was buried with my commanding officer's shot off head in my face. And so there's just like blood dripping all over him, like into his mouth and shit. What? I hate that so much. <laughs> you don't want to do that? I don't want to do that at all. Okay. At all. I want only my own blood in my own mouth. Fair. I'll take that off. My one of my birthday options I was gonna do for you. Oh, somebody Good else to uh, know. blood. Uh, other people's blood popsicles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know it's supposed to be a warm day. Yeah. Bloodsicles. So he's like, the blood was like running down my throat. So Close your mouth. <laughs> and so, cut to him like spitting out blood. And they say, how did you take the command post? And he's like, I don't know. Something just changed. And now it's Guy, like, crawling out of the pile of bodies. And then he, like, (laughs) sneaks up on a Mexican officer, snaps his neck, takes his gun, and then holds up the other officers. And the voiceover is like, well, I mean, we're going to promote you. We could shoot you, but you (laughs) single-handedly, like, took over, like, the other command. Um, So that might set bad precedent. Wow, that's how everyone wants to get a promotion. We we could promote you or we could kill you. Yeah, Either that's what one. we'd prefer to do, but it would look bad. So Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So basically they're like, you're a coward, but you ended up doing this good thing. So like, it here's your promotion, but also you're going to Fort Spencer. Got it. Um, so cut to now, Cleves, David Arquette, and Martha are going to get supply if they're on horses. And right. Captain Beetle Dad tells them, like, be back in three days. And he's like, no loco weed, no peyote, no women, Cleves. <laughs> oh, I love Cleves. Fucking Cleves is just, like, reading the list. He's like, okay, no, we got bread and bacon and butter. And he's like, you know, so they go off yeah. on their way. So now it's nighttime and Guy is in his room and he's like looking at his medal and Captain Beetle Dad comes in and asks like, what did you get it for? And he says, cowardice. Eesh. So Captain Beetle Dad invites him for um, some of Major Knox's bourbon because he like looks at his watch and he's like, you know, he should be passed out by now. Sure. So they're cheesing, cheersing and, and cheesing. cheesing and loving their life <laughs> and so the the this the cabin there's like one big main cabin I guess that has kind of like a central place with I think like rooms around like in it basically okay. all all one floor and it's all like woody cabiny and then there's just like one or two other buildings okay so they're in one room drinking and then like Toffler I think is out in like the main room at the piano like writing some like religious hymn but he's just like <laughs> That's so cute. And it's like a little mouse writing a hymn. He's very cute. And basically, Captain Beetlejuice is like, can you stop and also bring <laughs> us some ice? <laughs> so now Captain Beetle Dad and Guy are just in there talking. And all of a sudden, Guy like stops and like looks behind Captain Beetle Dad. The window behind him, he like saw someone kind of like walk by or something out, out at night. Oh, shit. Okay. It's nighttime. Uh, question number one, what do you do? What do they do? 
Uh, I'm going to keep Toffler Jesus inside. I don't mean to be judgmental, but he doesn't seem like someone who would be great in some sort of hand-to-hand combat situation. And I, I can't yet rule that out. So I'm going to say you sit tight with your hymns. And then I'm going to say that me and Captain Beetle Dad go out armed with our weapons. Okay. Uh, but then I think Guy goes out by his, himself, maybe to like prove that he's not a coward to his new camp or whatever. Uh, that's one half point. Okay. So they all go outside. And Even they, Toffler. It seems like the whole gang. The whole gang. Okay. Uh, and they, all who are not passed out, I assume. And they bring, like, they have, like, torches. And they see a man, like, passed out on the ground who's, like, barely alive. And, you know, it's so cold. So they're, like, bring him in, bring him in. And they, like, try to wake him up. But they put him in, like, a really hot, like, bath. And then they're all, like, rubbing, Ow. like, his whole, like, body to, like, wake up, like, his yeah. body warmth. Body warmth. And, that must have been so fucking painful, though. Like, going well, from, he like... He doesn't seem, like, totally awake, so... Okay. He, I don't think he knows what's going on. Okay, got But it. they, like, sit him by the fire and cover him with blankets. And Guy kind of, like, looks at the blood on his shirt. And Captain Beetle Dad is like, let him rest and pray. So, like, Toffler Jesus stays with him. Okay. So now it's the next day... And Toffler comes running out and he's like, he's awake, he's awake to Captain Beetle and Guy. And they're like, okay, go get Major Knox because he's like the doctor-ish. The doctor in quotation marks. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And then he goes into like Major Knox's room and he's like, Major Knox, Major Knox, he's awake. Just so quiet. Just so quiet. Jesus is such a low talker. I didn't know it about him. He's such a little teeny tiny mouse man. And he kind of like, Major Knox like is like, like wakes (laughs) up from his pass outness. And then he tells him and he's like, just goes back to sleep. I'm sure he's hungover. Sure. So now we're with this dude and he asks like where he is. And they tell him that they're in the Western Sierra Nevadas. Okay. So that's where we are. He says his name is Calhoun. Okay. And he's actually has like a rosary like wrapped around his hand okay. that he's holding. And he's got, you know, kind of longish hair and like a scruffy beard and stuff like that. And he says that he's like been out there for three months. Three months? Three months. And they're like without food. And he says, well, I used to be 30 pounds heavier, but I said, and he's like, I said no food, not nothing to eat. Uh, Sir? So here's here's the story. Okay. He says, there were six of us, a man and wife from Ireland, a dude from Virginia with his servant, and our guide, who was a military man. His name is Colonel Ives. Okay. And they don't know who Colonel Ives is, but he's like, that's good because he's a detestable man. And he, basically they're Oregon trailing it. So like they are the, like it's the, Exactly. Right. You know what it looks like. Yeah, they have little green letters that appear to let them know when, who has dysentery and if there's if they lost any oxen in the river. Yep, exactly. I got it. So 
they have the wagons and they're like trying to pull the horses and stuff like that. And basically, Colonel Ives said that he knew a, a new shorter route through the Nevadas, but it ended up being like impossible to travel. So they're like trying to get their oxen across and they're like, this beep, sounds beep, boop. Beep, boop, beep, boop. This sounds awful. I much prefer the computer screen Oregon Trail, not the real <laughs> Me too. Oregon I loved trail. that. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so he talks about how they had their first snowfall, but they were still 100 miles away. So they're like, okay, let's try to find shelter in this cave and wait till the storm passes. But it didn't pass. And the trails were impossible, and we ran out of food. We, we ate the oxen, all the horses. That lasted a month. Then we ate belts and shoes and roots, but there's no nourishment there. We were famished. Jones ended up dying from malnourishment. And then he says, I was out for wood, and when I came back, they were cooking his legs for dinner. I mean, I get it. Yeah, and he is 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 kind of like in in a little bit of a teary like way he's like I yeah mean, would I have stopped had I, would I have stopped them like had I been there I don't know if you are about to die of malnourishment and you do die of malnourishment do I need to feel guilty for eating you of course not eat my body okay. it's there for you Eat my body, I am Kim. That was my, that <laughs> was my. Am I Jesus now? Yeah, that was my nice. Jesus time for you. Yeah. No, I'm all about it. I feel like we've discussed this before. If you need to stay alive by eating my body, please do. Yeah, I also am going to go one step further and say that, like, if I look like I'm about to kick the bucket, like, it's like, she's going to die. You can just end it and start up the barbecue right then oh thank like, you you don't need to wait for me to die we all know what the end of this story is so yeah you know I mean don't outright kill me or anything but oh so you don't want to be outright killed no I mean if I'm like on my deathbed yeah kill me but like if it's just two of us stuck in the wilderness don't fucking kill me bitch oh no 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 no, no, no. I'm not gonna do that I'm saying like you're on your deathbed and I'm like yeah you're gonna fair. die but, like, do you want to just die now and I am going to eat you? Yes, as long as we have a discussion about it. Okay, great. Good. But I'm if it's just the two out. of us and we're famished, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. Maybe we'll just cut off little parts of ourselves just, and we'll have just, oh. like, a little a little crudité of each other. That's sweet. We'll just yeah. slowly live off each other. Yeah. Aw, that's cute. That's really nice. We're best yeah, friends. We are. So he basically was like, when I came back in the cave, the smell of meat cooking, I thanked the Lord. I mean, yeah. And he says, then things got out of hand. I ate sparingly. Others did not. The meat lasted a week, but then we were hungry again. But different, more severe, more savage. And Colonel Ives could not be satisfied. So we ate the next guy and then the next guy until there was only Colonel Ives, me, and Mrs. McCready left. And he's Colonel Ives, Calhoun, and Mrs. McCready. Okay. Yeah. Basically the only lady on the trip. Okay. Okay. And he says, I knew my days were numbered and I was weak, so I fled. 
I hear you. And Captain Beetle Dad is like, so is Mrs. McCready still there? And he says, yeah, and Colonel Ives, as far as I know. Question number two, what do you do? What do they do? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sit tight in my little encampment. I just kind of feel like um, I hear you. That sounds like a shitty situation. Uh, but um, I got to put my own oxygen mask on first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, Calhoun, you're welcome to stay. But uh, we're going to chill. Uh, I think think Calhoun and Guy I still think Guy has this like desire to be like I'm not a coward so like I think he's gonna go and then I think uh Beetle Dad is gonna go too double ding yay Captain Beetle Dad is like okay pack up let's go we need to go out there. It's our job. Okay. So they start prepping guns, and he's like, you know, it should be like three to four days march from here, I assume. Okay. So now George brings in – so I think at this part, it's just like Captain Beetle Dad and Guy, and George brings in like a, a picture on like a um, – <laughs> like a animal. But like – On an animal. A piece he- of- he brings in an elk <laughs> with a picture shaved into its body. A piece of the fur lining. The hide. The hide <laughs> of the animal. But it's like, like a, a drawing picture. on it. Like a picture on it. You know how that's just like a, like you buy them on the street corner of La Brea, those right. cow, cow things. It's like that, but small. Just a little piece but what and I'm they saying draw is- on it. Right. Okay. So the drawing is, I I was not understanding that there was a drawing on it. I thought you were saying like something was shaved into it, but you're saying it's like a drawing. drawing. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. So it's a drawing and it looks similar to like something you'd see on like a cave wall sort of thing. Um, Okay. Like it's like this picture represents, this picture represents something. Not, not so much primitive, but it's just like, this is clearly a meaningful thing. So he brings it in and he says, Wendigo. And it's an old myth where man eats another flesh and he steals his strength slash spirit and his hunger becomes insatiable. The more he eats, the more he wants and the stronger he becomes. Uh Wendigo. So it's like a Native American um, lore. Yeah, exactly. So now it's morning. And they're getting ready to go. Major Knox is staying. He goes and has his morning puke. And <laughs> um, I remember those. Right. Oof. We had we had some morning pukes in our days. I've had some morning, night, all the time pukes. Yeah. <laughs> Usually in someone's drawer. Oh. <laughs> and so okay. So he's the only one staying. And they remind him though that like Cleves and Martha should be back in a few days from the store. Okay. So on our trip, we have Captain Beetle Dad, our friend Guy, George, who's Martha's brother, um, Toffler Jesus, Private Reich, who's super soldier. Super soldier. And then Calhoun is coming. Um, And they're a little surprised by it, but he's like, oh, I mean, I don't know that you would stand a chance finding it without me. So, like, 
they're like, okay. oh, so so kind of you, sir, to like come with us, basically. Right. So the only people we're missing, basically, are uh, quotation marks doctor, David Arquette, and Martha. Yes. Okay, great. So now we start traveling, and there's on foot, and there's some more banjoist-ish music, <laughs> and they're kind of like a fumbling bunch. Um, okay. You know, <laughs> you see it. I like, do. Like, I don't know. They drop something. It's whatever. So now well, it's they're, nighttime. They're an encampment of misfits. A camp of misfit toys. Yeah, it's not not the A team. Sure. Nothing Fort Spencer. So now it's nighttime. They have a little camp set up. Um, I, this is just a random scene. I don't know why, but it's here. So that's all. It, and so Toffler is just like sitting and like humming, like writing his song. And he's clearly trying to think of something to like rhyme because he keeps being like, vent, vent. And, and so Calhoun is just like laying next to him with like his hat over his face and he's like fervent or something like that, you know, and he's like, yes. It's like me feeding you words that you can't Yes. Oh, <laughs> am I? I am Jesus. You are Jesus. So now it's day. They're traveling again over some water and now they're at some like on some snowy mountain area and they stop for a bourbon break. And Guy kind of pools like like guy and calhoun have a little talk by themselves and guy like asks him about like eating like a man and he's like afterwards was there any huge difference like did you feel physically changed or like stronger or anything Mm -hmm. um and calhoun is like uh i mean there was like a certain vitality like yeah like why but also it's like you haven't eaten in a long time so I imagine eating anything, anything you're you're going to be like oh this is what being alive feels like. yeah that's the valid point yeah um but in that moment Toffler Jesus comes up holding a bone and he's like comes and he's like bone 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 and then he <laughs> slips and then tumbles down the mountain down some rocks and lands on like a ledge and so Private Reg super soldier like jumps down and he's like, oh, like he's hurt, but he's okay. Was it like a big bone? I didn't like see the bone because he basically was just like running and then was like tumbled away. (laughs) Was that your favorite part of the movie? (laughs) It's okay. It was your favorite part of the movie. (laughs) I watched something. Oh, I was like, what did I watch that I felt so bad about laughing at? I was watching Great British Baking Show, which is my current comfort food. <laughs> and, like, it was, like, a, a two big double cakes, but it was so hot. And so they, like, it was all set up, like, the it had finished, yeah. you know? And they, like, had to leave the tent, like, before judging. And yeah. then, like, they look out from the window outside the tent and, like, the cake the cake just toppled over. And I laughed so hard and I felt so bad because she was like crying, crying. This is fascinating to me, though, that your your love of things falling extends beyond children and and to cakes. It's because you saw it happening. You were like, no, no, no. So are you a huge fan of the game Jenga? No. What? I don't find that funny. Well, this is strange. 
I think because it's expected, like the point of Jenga is like you play till it falls. So like it's not like a surprise fall. So you like the unexpected fall of baked goods or children. Correct. Great. I'm glad we sorted this out. If anyone (laughs) needs to find a birthday present for me, it's in December. (laughs) Ah, shit. Um, so, so Jesus fell down the hill with a bone that we, yes. <laughs> okay. Correct. But he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's alive. He's okay. okay. So now it's nighttime. They have another camp again. And, uh, Toffler Jesus is like, has like a big, like wound on his side that private Reich is kind of helping like wound up wound and, up. Uh-huh. um, wind up, wind up your wound. <laughs> And this is the first time that Toffler Jesus is like, gets a little, like, he's like, bourbon. And like, no one really hears him or like listens or pays attention. So he's like, bourbon now, bourbon now. It's a great time to find your voice, Jesus. Honestly. Yes. And a great perfect reason. time to find your voice. Yeah. So Jesus is a big fan of bourbon. <laughs> Guy brings it over to him and like, kind of like looks away from the wound mm. and so private reich like kind of like busts his balls a little bit because he's like oh a war hero who's afraid of the sight of blood okay mm. guy just i mean not guy i'm talking to you guy sir not guy pierce <laughs> guy, <sir>. not guy, <laughs> guy. <laughs> listen not guy guy <laughs> i know i wrote guy the entire time in my notes and then i was like once in a while, I wrote guy for not guy Pierce. And then I was like, oh, fuck, guy, what's <laughs> happening? Okay. Guy, not guy. So now we're all asleep in the tent. And we kind of hear like a strange like little noise. And then someone starts to scream. And so they all wake up and someone like lights a light. And Toffler Jesus is like freaking out, like up, like pushed up against the back of the tent. And he just says, he was licking me. No. He was licking me. No. <laughs> this and, does not bode and well. Points to Calhoun. <laughs> and this is getting bad. Calhoun is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so they take him outside, and Jesus is just like, yes, outside, outside. <laughs> um. So they the talked to him of me licking someone and then trying to hide that I was licking. I wasn't licking anyone. Who was licking anyone? <laughs> I, I can't imagine either of those situations. <laughs> so Calhoun tries to explain. He's like, I, I was having a nightmare and I, and I woke up and my mouth was in his wound. <laughs> in his wound? Yeah, he was in licking his like his wound. Like his bloody side. I thought he was licking maybe his like exposed shoulder or something. He was licking his bloody wound side. I mean, it was in the dark, but I'm pretty sure that's the sense that I got. That is more upsetting. <laughs> so like that's why he was specifically licking Jesus. Because right. he is like a bloody side right. wound. Right. Wow, this guy really is Jesus. He's got a bloody side wound and somebody <laughs> is eating him. I did not know this was the story of Jesus. <laughs> this is actually the Western Bible. The Western Bible, the old, yeah. The Old West Bible, I should say. Yep. <laughs> so uh, basically Calhoun is like, you, you should restrain me. Like, I can't be trusted. I insist. 
I agree and no problem. So now it's daytime. They're all traveling again. And Calhoun's hands are like tied in the front. But um, Private Reich is the one kind of holding on to him. Right. Yanking guy, not guy. Yeah. And George and Guy Guy are ahead. And he just says to Guy, Wendigo. <gasps> Wendigo. Oh, no. He's got a taste for human flesh. So now we're kind of in a more woody area. And we see the cave ahead. And oh, that was quick. Calhoun starts kind of freaking out a bit. Okay. And they have to cross like a little bit of a river stream bed to it. And the closer they get, he kind of starts like, he's like, no, 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 please, please, please. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, you know. And so like they kind of throw him down on like the side of the cave. Um, And he's just like freaking out. Captain Beetle dad is like yelling inside for people. No response. Um, Reich is just like holding a gun on Calhoun, who's just like kind of hyperventilating a little bit. Mm hmm. So at this point, they're like, okay, someone has to go in. So Guy and Private Reich are going to go in. The others are going to stand guard. Okay. So they have lanterns, and they go inside the dark cave. And outside, Toffler Jesus has a gun. He's kind of, like, holding it in the back. And then George is on one side with, like, a bow and arrow. And Toffler's like, if if she's not here, we're going to go back, right? She's not here, we're going to go back? Yes. And, like, Captain Beetle Dad is just kind of, like, looking around. Inside, it's, like, dark as fuck. Um, A bat flies by them, screeches, and they, like, see some blood on the ground. And then they get in further, and there's just a hole in the ground with a rope going down. Oh, no. So now they're bat people who also eat people. They're people eating bat people. So (laughs) basically, Reich is going down the hole. Guy is scared. Uh, Yes. Standard. I wouldn't go down the hole simply because I always found the fucking climb the rope task in gym class. Like, I was like, well, if I go down, I'd never get back up. (laughs) Never get back up. And then also, like, you would have the worst rope burn on your hands of your life. And then modeling modeling career, career, goodbye. Yeah. So that's my reasoning for not going personally. I completely support it. But, you know, I'm no super soldier. So he goes down and it's basically like a little cave below. And back to outside, Calhoun's like freaking out, hyperventilating. And like Captain Beetle Dad says that he's spooked. And Toffler's like, he's spooking me. Back inside the cave, Reich steps on something. It's like a boot and then some other boots and then some bones. Oh, no. And then an entire. And Jesus is like, bone, bone. And it falls down the <laughs> hole. falls down the hole again. <laughs> and then an entire skull with hair connected to it. Right. Sure. Sure. And at this point, guys like calling down to him. And then he looks up, hung up skeletons. <laughs> Oh. So it's just like upside down bodies that are hanging that are now skeletons. Oh, geez. And he counts them. And he's like, how many were in that party? Six, right? And he's like, one, two, three, four, five, six. So who's this guy then? 
because if there's six there plus yeah. Calhoun, and he's like, he looks down on the ground at some of the clothes, and he right. sees an army coat. Oh. And he says, one of these bodies that's been eaten is Colonel Ives. And he's oh, like, oh, shit. It's a trap. So he like fucking starts running, ends up dropping the lighter, which starts a fire, climbs up the fucking thing outside. Calhoun's like breathing like crazy. Toffler's getting scared. It's like super intense music. Um, Calhoun starts like digging in the fucking dirt like a dog. Like he's just what? like. <laughs> and then Reich's climbing up the rope inside and he's like, he killed everyone. He killed everyone. And they start to run and they're like yelling, but they're too far in the cave so no one can hear them. Right. Calhoun's digging. Um, Reich is like, kill him, kill him. And Calhoun gets up and he kind of has crazy eyes. And everyone else is kind of just like watching the opening of the cave, like waiting. And Calhoun ends up picking up a knife from the dirt that he was just digging in. Oh, shit. And then he charges and stabs Captain Beetle Dad in the side. <gasps> George throws an axe from like above and Calhoun moves Beetle Dad's body and blocks with the axe. So now he's an axe in him. Oh, shit. He takes his... Uh, Captain Beetle Dad's gun and then shoots George who like falls off the back of like a hill thing. Oh no, George. Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then Calhoun pulls out the knife, holds up the gun towards Toffler, pulls the trigger of Toffler like winces, but there were no bullets. Ha ha. Well, and also he's Jesus. I, he can't die. Yeah. So Calhoun is just like, that is so annoying. <gasps> what? Your demeanor has changed, and I feel uneasy about it. And then he takes off his coat and covers up Captain Beetle Dad. And Toffler's just, like, standing there, like, staring and low humming, kind of. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> and Calhoun just looks at him, holds up the knife, like, bloody knife, and says, run. I had I was sitting here smug as fuck because I was like I know how this is gonna go they're gonna get there so I was like they're gonna get there and we're gonna learn that the only way that Calhoun could negotiate to not be eaten was if he agreed to go find other people for General Ives and and Miss McCready to eat so I'm sitting here like all smug like okay this is what's gonna happen I hope I can like keep it together so that Kim doesn't know that I figured it all out (laughs) turns out I did not (laughs) (laughs) nope bitch so Toffler starts running he goes back like across the little river thing and Calhoun runs chases right him. over the river because he can walk on water, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he actually floats across the water. Yep, yep. And at this point, finally, Private Reich and Guy get out of the cave and the, they see right in front of them Captain Beetle died, like very hurt. Oh, not like, even dead yet. Okay. Not, but still like, but gurgly bleeding from the mouth situation, like thing. Sure. Not quite dead yet, but. So then they hear Toffler kind of screaming in the woods and Reich is like, come on, we need to go. And Guy is like still like kind of like holding Captain Beetle dad and like staring at his bloodiness. And Reich pulls him and is like, you can't help him. Like we need to go. 
So they go after um, Calhoun, and now we have some more banjoish music. Sure. But this one is a little bit more like chasey, you know. Chasey banjo music. Got it. Yeah. And so it's like woods chasing banjo, and they hear a scream, and then it's like complete quiet. Oh, no. And Reich and Guy are like looking around. And then Calhoun is like kneeling down on top of something, but he sees them and like yells and runs away. And so they run towards like the sound and he's running and then they come upon what he was kneeling on top of. It's Toffler Jesus. Right. And he just has a completely like open stomach. Right. So he was having communion. He was just really getting down with that communion. Of course. He's like, forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. Right. I need all the Jesus I can all get. All the Jesus I can get. Yeah. Yeah. So they go up and Guy, like, can't even look at it. And Reich is like, let's go kill that bastard. <laughs> so now they're, like, running and hunting, like, through the trees and mountains and stuff. And, like, um, they see him and they shoot and miss. And then now we're kind of, like, on the side of a cliff. Like, it's kind of like a ledge area so there's like trees and then just like a ledge of stone and then it's just a drop off okay and and they're kind of looking around there and guy's like i'm gonna go back and right grabs him and he's like we're gonna find him and go back to what i don't know i think he's just scared okay all right and the guy is still kind of like wary and stuff and so now right starts like climbing up in like the trees a little bit and Calhoun like jumps down from something and throws a knife into Private Reich's chest. Oh. And Private Reich falls backwards and tumbles off the cliff. Tumbles off the cliff. Sure. Sure. And Kim laughed her fucking head off. <laughs> Question number three. Your guy. What do you do? What does he do? Did I, s- did I see this? Yeah, you're, it's all right in front of it. Like, you're okay. on the, still on this edge of the cliff part. It's all okay. right in and front of you. And where is Calhoun in relation to me? So, like, there's the edge of the cliff, and you're uh-huh. on, standing right basically on it. Um, okay. And he's in front of you along the, okay. where the trees are. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, right there. But he doesn't have a knife anymore because it's in – Riker's chest. Correct. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with the element of surprise. Hear me out. I am going to charge Calhoun like like a crazy person. Like I'm going to out crazy the crazy person and like charge him, pummel him down, and then run my fucking ass off like as far as I can. Okay. Um. I think what Guy does, does Guy try to, like, negotiate with him? And he's like, okay, you, you know, don't eat me. Let's talk about this. Let's have a discussion. <clears throat> Point for you. I think going on the attack sounds like a, a good plan. To- yeah, you're between a, a cannibal and a cliff. What are you going to do? Exactly. Guy shoots Calhoun. Because he has a gun. He has a gun. I forgot he had a gun. <laughs> Calhoun drops to the ground. And so now um, Guy, like, looks over the cliff because 
fucking Reich just fell off, you know? I'm getting real cocky this episode because even then I was like, I remember that the knife is in his chest. So I remember <laughs> that he doesn't have a weapon. And then you're like, but you have a gun. <laughs> you you're a an idiot. And I'm like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> I'm getting real cocky. <laughs> <laughs> so behind him, though, Calhoun starts kind of making some noises like he's like waking up a little bit and he kind of sits up laughing with like blood in his mouth and now they're like cat and mousing each other <laughs> sure like ah. because oh no i see it guy can't get past it like guy is now still stuck between a cliff and a cannibal cannibal yeah the age-old saying yeah and so <laughs> it's like every time he moves right he moves right and he's like whoop whoop yeah. whoop whoop um, but why doesn't he just shoot him again? So because it's old timey times, I think he doesn't have any more bullets. Oh, and you to get another bullet, you have to be like, let me open this up. Let me remake my gun, basically. Let yeah. Me dismantle my gun and remake my gun to shoot again. Yeah. OK. I, I don't know the 1847 guns because it, it doesn't seem revolutionary war gun. But like, right. it's whatever. He didn't seem to have any more because okay. um, they're they're back and forth boop boop in it and um then guy just throws his gun at him <laughs> and he's like get away from me <laughs> sure sure i hear you and calhoun's just kind of egging him on a little bit more question four you're a guy what do you do what does he do well i already threw my gun <laughs> so did you don't have that i don't have my gun okay uh so since he didn't do my idea last time, I'm going to do that again. And I think it'll be even more effective because he was, in fact, shot. No? Yes. Okay. Where was he shot? I believe his shoulder, it appears. I mean, that'll bleed out or go gangrenous. That could still, that could still be a, a kill shot. Um. Does Guy – so I'm going to charge him again and then run forever. But pick up my gun. Uh, does Guy – so where is the gun in relation to Guy? Uh, he, like, just chucked it away. Like, he threw it at him, and then now it's it's gone. Okay. Or whatever. Uh, I guess it's, like, behind – like, I would say it's behind Calhoun. Okay. Uh, I don't know. So – so then, does Guy, maybe Guy charges him too? I'll give a point for you again. Like, I, I think give it a try. Charge, charge yeah. that dude. Because he's not expecting it, I guess. But it yeah. seems like it might be a little more difficult now that he's cat-mousing you. He's definitely, cat-mousing me. He's definitely yeah. egging you on. <clears throat> Guy. Turns around, runs, jumps off the cliff. Jumps off the cliff. Well, now shit. All right. Jumps this right is... off. Okay. Um, free falls for quite a while, but then hits some very tall pine trees. Well, that was lucky. And obviously they stop his fall, so now he's just falling down pine branches. So it kind of right. like, s s you know, stops his, his fall, fall a, little. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gets to the ground, and now it's a hill, so now he's tumbling down the hill. 
And you loved every second of it. His his coat rips off at one point, and then he hits Private Reich's body. So now they're tumbling down the hill together. Oh, no. But then Guy gets faster, so he's falling ahead of him. You did say this was a Western horror comedy, Comedy. right? I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Correct. So now Guy gets to the bottom and there's like a hole in the ground that was like covered by a bunch of like tree branches and stuff and he falls into mm-hmm. the hole and then Reich falls in behind him but Reich's like foot gets caught at the trees at the top so his he's just now upside down oh god like covered in blood and I'm like alive question alive? mark yeah and then all of a sudden Reich grabs guy's neck and starts choking him Upside down choking him. And no. so Guy like throws him off and then like Reich falls into the like onto the ground in the hole and is dead. Okay. So I think that was just like his last stitch try to stay alive. Yeah. Just Dang. I'm gonna strangle whatever's in front of me. <laughs> is this his body's reaction? I don't know. What if that's what if that's what happens like right before you die? Like you just reach out and strangle whoever is in the room. <laughs> better watch out if you're trying to eat me bitch i guess so and so now calhoun up top is just like looking down off the cliff (laughs) (laughs) he's having a rough day for them (laughs) i don't think this went as planned so back in the hole it's now like has all like it's like I guess a bunch of trees have fallen down here or whatever so it's like a bunch of trees and so it's like covering up the hole so you can't really see them so it's not like a purposely set trap I don't know it okay it if there were a purposely set trap it would look like this I you know but okay okay who fucking knows um but in general like the whole entire area around there is like knocked down trees and stuff like that so it could be an accident but Okay. Reich is dead, but like with his eyes open. So he's just laying there, like, and he is like this actor. Also, like, every actor in this has like been in everything. Like, you would recognize them all. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know all their names, but um, he has like the brightest, bluest, like sky blue eyes. Ooh. So he's just like dead eyed with like the fucking big, just bluest eyes. And Sorry to see you go. But it's almost creepier. It's, it's almost way. creepier. Okay. Yeah. Because they're just so bright and dead. Where he like looks like a white walker. Yes. Yeah. So in the hole also guy, I guess like I think like a a branch or something has like gone through like his leg. Okay. Um and Calhoun is now basically like traversing down the mountain, like to go look for them, I guess. So now Guy is like in the hole and he can like see Calhoun like walking around like up top, like kind of through the branches a little bit, but Calhoun mm-hmm. can't find him. Um, and Calhoun's like sniffing around, like literally, like, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ends up going like in a different direction. And so Guy just like passes out. So now it's nighttime. Um, He puts like a branch or something like in his mouth and then just like silently pulls his leg off the branch. And it's like, ow, ow, geez. 
Oh, God. Anytime that you have to bite something or drink something in olden times, you know it's going to hurt really fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cut to chopping wood. Our friend Cleves, Dave, David Arquette Cleves, back at camp. I completely forgot about these assholes. There Good camp. for you guys. Yeah. Cut back to Calhoun, who's now like dragging a body like into the cave, giggling. This fucking guy. <laughs> He's terrifying. Now it's nighttime again. They keep showing night by like the moon. And so the moon is like changing. Like, you know, it's like you can to tell, show like, the passage of time. Yeah, it's like really cool, actually. So, um, and Guy is just, um, did he caress his face? I don't think he did that, but it looks like that's what I wrote. But maybe he did. Maybe Why he are you being so judgmental of him caressing Reich's, his own face? No, Reich's face. Oh, interesting. Oh, no, he covers it. I like caressing better. <laughs> In my head, it's going to be caressing. Yeah. <laughs> With some tree branches. Yeah. With some yeah, little exactly. pine trees. And then he eats some tree bits. Back to the next day, Martha's just kind of like back at the camp, just looking out to the horizon. Like, oh, because George. Yeah. Oh. And Guy is in the hole, just like shivering. He's so cold. Calhoun is sitting in the middle of like the river thing on some rocks, just like chilling, eating something off a bone. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of like this Calhoun guy. He just seems, you know, he's just he's fun. He's just passionate about barbecue. Yeah. I mean, he's just trying to live his best life. Yeah. And now it's nighttime again. And Guy takes um, Reich's, like, coat because he's, like, freezing. Another daytime. Calhoun's just, like, skipping rocks on the, <laughs> in the river. What a happy little guy. With, like blood drips all down his the front of his shirt sure you gotta wear a bib buddy yeah now it's nighttime again and guy is just like talking to to private reich and he's just like like should i what should should i stay here or or take the hill like to tell me what to do i i need you to tell me what to do and just his creepy dead blue eyes staring oh god question number five what do you do and what does he do? All right, so I'm in a hole. Yeah. Yes, I just said yeah, like into my coffee I, mug. Into your cup, but yeah. I, uh, but can I, I just need to understand this hole better. I can't get out of it, or I can get out of it, and I'm choosing not to because I was trying to wait out Calhoun. Um... I think it would be challenging to get out because you do have a wounded leg. Okay. Um, But not like it's not 75 feet deep. Like it's it's just like a. Okay. It's all right. You know, six feet down, maybe. Here's my idea. Okay. I can't wait. This is what I'm going to do. I'm stuck in this fucking hole. All right. But I have a bargaining chip and that is some human meat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Calhoun, 
listen, motherfucker, you get me out of this hole and I will gift you with this whole man. Oh, a man meat gift. Yeah, he's already dead. You get me out of it. Now, obviously, I'm not going to like trust him per se, but I do think if I can kind of buy myself some time and a way out, then I can be like rock to the head, running back to camp. But I got to get out of this hole. Um, what does he do? Uh, does Guy just try to like climb out of the hole and make a run for it? That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give a point for you. I actually think that that could maybe work out for you. Thank you. Um, guy. Uh, let's see. What, what do I say next? Guy eventually does get out of the hole. Okay. But he, 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 tech, he, he like can't really on his own at the moment. Right. So he's freaking out a bit, and then there's, like, flashes of, like, fire and then, like, that stake from the beginning. And (laughs) this is when I forgot, like, this was late last night. Sometimes it takes us 47 hours to watch a movie and take notes. I also was had a long day when my brain was fried. And so then, like, by the time this came up again, I couldn't remember the word. And so I wrote Weebogan. But like, what was was it? And now I currently can't remember because it's also been a long time. Wendigo. Wendigo. Winnipeg. 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 I write it like again and I can't remember. Like I just had to, sometimes you just got to scribble and like keep going. Please only read what you have written from this point for that word. He's like, it's like different flashes of like fire, weebogan, steak, and then... Um, he grabs like the knife out of, um, his chest out of Reich's. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like, he's like, God damn you. And he's like, you're, you're dead. Like you're safe now. Mm. And then he stabs Reich's leg to eat it, to eat it. But you gotta get out of this hole, buddy. Okay. Cut to the top of the hole, and we see some tree branches moving, and Guy climbing on out. All right. And now he's traveling across mountains, limping and traveling and snow and limping, and then he sees camp. There it is. And he looks like Jack Nicholson in The End of the Shining by this point. Sure. Um, But he's back, and Cleves is like, Holy shit! And he sees him and he calls Martha and Knox. Cut to guy in bed and Knox is like kind of like helping his leg. Mm-hmm. And now it's like nighttime. He's sleeping and he like wakes up from a nightmare and like is all freaked out. Now it's daytime. Uh, the next day he's outside like walking with like a cane and he goes to like um, a teepee area and looks through the Webago pictures. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, 
Martha comes in and he's like, I need to know how to stop it. Like, I need you to help me. Um, like, I'm, I'm sorry about your brother. Like, I did not kill him, but how do you stop it? Stop the Winnebag. Yes. Okay. Winnebago. Winnebago. <laughs> and <laughs> Martha says, you don't. Windeo <laughs> eats, must eat more and more. It's never enough. He takes, never ever gives. You... Okay. Stop Wendigo. This is when she said it. So I was like, okay, you were like, ah, yeah. (laughs) You stop Wendigo. You give yourself. You Uh, must die. Right. Right. Outside now, the head head captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Uh The the captain of the regular cap. Like the guy from the beginning. From the beginning, yes, yes. Who yes. I think is a general. I They all had different things that I was calling them. I don't fucking oh, know. Girl. And I, you know, you don't know either, so it's fine. And I don't fucking know. No, you could tell me that he's the the chief czar, and I'd be like, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technically I think Captain Beetle that as a colonel, but. Okay, okay. <laughs> Got it. And I think Guy is a captain, and then but I, I mean, think like, this guy's a general. Ins- there's, like, insane ranks. Like, there's, like, colonel. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel Lieutenant, Clutenant, like, (laughs) and also they don't say them right away. So at a certain point, I just had to be like, he's in charge, so he's general, and he or he's captain, whatever. I called them all captain. So this is the head captain, and a couple army guys are now at the camp. Okay, they are now in the office talking to the guy, and there's like, dude, there's no sign of anyone at the cave. There's no sign of the rescue party or the original party. There's nothing in the cave, no rope, no bodies. What? Yeah. And so Guy is like, you don't believe me. And Captain General is like, well, we have four missing bodies and no exclamation. This Wendigi stuff, and he actually says it wrong on purpose, okay. um, is like the stuff of like campfire tales. Like we need facts, not myth. So, like, maybe you want to, like, clarify, like, your recollection. And Guy is like, I was coherent then. I'm coherent now. And he's like, I advise you to change your story. Uh, okay. So, outside, another guy comes into the camp that we don't really see. But um, uh, Cleves and Martha are out there. And they are saying that that's the new Colonel Beetle Dad. Basically. Oh, okay. <clears throat> or like some new, new colonel is here. And Martha cries and Cleves hugs her. Oh. So we're in the office again with Captain General and Guy. And he says that the interim commanding officer is coming here until a permanent replace it, replacement can come for okay, Captain so Beetle it- Dad. Inter- so, so it's interim beetle dad. Yes. That's okay. who this new guy is. All right. He walks in and, um, or no, Captain General says, this is Colonel Ives. And no. then a man walks in and it is Calhoun. Calhoun. No! <laughs> you sneaky motherfucker. <laughs> and he's got his hair like slicked back and his like, 
beard has been trimmed into like a nice mustache and he's got his like fancy million button coats on. You were Colonel General Ives the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and he has his rosary around his wrist. Right. Shit. And he puts his hand out to shake Guy's hand oh, and shit. says, Guy, how's the leg? <laughs> and Guy, like, dramatically falls to the ground in the most dramatic way. No. Like, terrified, just huddling in the corner, terrified. Wow, Guy. Wow, Guy. So Ives and, like, assistant army guy, like, leave the room because, like, head captain is like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And Guy's just like, it's it's him. He's Calhoun. He killed them all. And Captain General is like, are you mad? Yeah. So question number six, what do you tell them to do to, like, prove that it's Calhoun? And I will take two answers. Two answers could be right for this. What does he do and what do you do? There are two options uh, that could be right for him. We are both going to tell him to check his shoulder for a gunshot wound. Yay! First, he says, Major Knox was here. Major Knox saw him. Tell tell oh, him right. to look at him. Okay. But then Major Knox is looking and he's like, he don't look familiar to me. I mean, I remember that man had a, he had a beard. He was a bearded man. Um, but, you know, I was, I was feeling a little ill that day. Knox, get your AKA shit together. Drunk. Drunk. So. Also, you are a man that grows and shaves your beard. You have to know. That a beard is not indicative of who someone is. Okay. But then he says, well, you said you fired on Calhoun's shoulder. So let's, wouldn't he have a wound? Yeah. So basically now Captain General is like, Colonel Ives, would you mind taking your shirt off and showing me your shoulder? Yeah. So I And your soul. (laughs) Show me your soul. (laughs) And... Captain Ives is like, <laughs> okay, and like very slowly unbuttons all of the buttons and like kind of makes a joke about his last physical exam and like hope Major Knox doesn't want him to cough or something like that. Right, yeah. And then he's got like a, you know, a, a twisty tie, loop-de-loopy thing. And so he yeah. does that and unbuttons just like a bit of his shirt and then he just shows one shoulder. Okay. And they're like, okay, the other, please. And he kind of like looks at Guy and shows the other. Nothing there. Damn it. And they're like, thank you, Colonel. And he just stares at Guy and is like, not at all. Fuck. How is this guy a super healer? So then it starts thundering outside and general's assistant guy is like we should probably leave now before the storm so basically all those people are leaving right so the people that are left are 
um, Cleves and Martha, Major uh-huh. Knox, Guy, uh-huh. and Colonel Ives. And Colonel Ives. Yeah. So in the kitchen, um, Cleves and Martha are like talking about how Guy was saying that Ives is the one who killed everyone. And at this point, Guy kind of like walks into the room, but Cleves doesn't see him yet. And Cleves is like, I don't know, he sounds loco or whatever. Da, 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 da. And so Guy walks up to him and he's like, I have to warn you guys, consider this your warning. And then he's like, grabs the knife from the table, like a big fucking knife. And yeah. it's like, do you need this? And Cleves is like, nope. And he's like, good. And then just leaves with the knife. Smart. Smart. So now we're at dinner and Ives is just like sitting at the end of the table kind of just staring at guy and like they talk about how he's not eating meat and i've says i mean i can just never forget that it used to be an animal fuck you dude (laughs) fuck you i fucking love hate this guy so much (laughs) and he's like what about what about guy Do, do you eat me and knox is like oh no he won't only as a last resort Oh, God. So now um, Guy is in, I think, like his room, and he's just staring out the window outside, and Cleves is outside, and he's, like, I don't know, like, chopping wood and lighting torches and shit, like, doing work. And then all of a sudden, the camera's, like, just on Cleves, and then all of a sudden, Guy is, like, right behind him, and he hits him in the back with, like, a big piece of wood, and then gets on top of him and stabs him again and again and again. And then he rips open his gut and eats it as, like, Cleves is just, like, laughing. What? Cut to guy still just looking out the window. Okay. It was you like a trickster, daydream. you. They tricked yeah. me, too. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little, little daydream. A little daydream. So now it's nighttime and we're in the living room, I would say. And Cleves and Knox are playing chess. Martha is like sitting on the couch working on some like an arrow or something probably racist. And (laughs) Ives is just like sitting on a chair, like looking very fancy, reading a book. Sure. And Guy is like at the other side of the room looking rough as fuck. Just like staring at Ives. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like kind of awkward silence. And then Knox gets. Not for Ives. Ives is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, But it's just, it's one of those moments where they like film for a long time with no one even talking. And you're just like. (laughs) And then Knox is like, checkmate. And Guy is, like, clearly, like, very tired because he does start doing that thing where he's, like, nodding off, just, like, sitting there, you know? Right. And then the book closes and everyone Ah. jumps. And Guy, like, stands up and he holds the knife out, like, towards Ives. And Ives is like, wow, I mean, some of us could use a little rest, I see, and just walks away. Shit. And now it's, like, that night, I guess, and it's dark outside, and Guy is just, like, crouched outside, <laughs> like, holding the knife. Oh, God. I couldn't even tell, like, where he was or what he was doing, but Ives is, like, just outside, like, smoking a cigarette, so I guess he's just watching him. And then Cleves, like, walks by, and he's like, I'm going to go to bed. And so Ives kind of walks away, too, and now 
guy can't find him. And he looks and sees the stable. The door is kind of like banging a little bit, like open a little bit. So he starts to go towards it, but then Ives stops and calls him. And so now it's just the two of them outside. Okay. And he's just standing there like smoking a cigarette. And he's like, I found your private Reich out there. Or what was left of him. Oh. You didn't finish. You didn't finish. Can't blame you. He was tough. But, you know, a good soldier ought to be. And he's just Where's my 1847 tape recorder? Straight chilling, smoking. Oh, no. And he says, not that long ago, I, I couldn't do that. And he's like, I could barely take a breath without coughing up a pint of blood. Shit. Tuberculosis. <gasps> and, like, headaches and depression, suicidal, really bad shape. I was actually on my way to a sanatorium pretty much to die en route a native scout told me a story that if man eats the flesh of another he steals his strength absorbs the other man's and you know absorbs the other man's spirit and i just had to try it (laughs) so shit is that why his shoulder healed keep going okay uh uh-huh it is? Yeah, okay. So I ate the scout first, and he was absolutely right. You fucking psycho. And Holy guy's, shit. like, listening, but he's still just holding out the knife, like, the whole time. Like, he's, like, yeah. defense mode. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, like, I grew stronger. And, you know, I was on a wagon train, and we got lost in the Rockies. And guy is, like, yeah, I heard this story before. Right. And Ives is like, I ate five men in three months. Oh. Tuberculosis vanished along with the black thoughts. You know, I'm happy and healthy and viral. Viral? Viral. 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 But I like that you say with a little rolled R there. (laughs) Viral. Viral. (laughs) Yeah. if If you say viral, then that's another word. Yes. They're yeah. spelled the same, no? They are, yes. But viral. Yeah. No, viral, I think, is V-I-R-I-L, like virility. Viral. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Viral. That's him. He's viral. <laughs> sure. He, wow, uh, the antidepressants of, of the old West is human flesh. Who knew? Yeah. And Guy asks, did you eat her too, the lady? Mm-hmm. And Ives is just like, as a matter of fact, and Guy's like, you're disgusting. And Ives laughs. And he's like, I'm more alive than ever before. That's what's surprising about you. You've tasted it. You've felt the power, but you're resisting. Why? And Guy says, because it's wrong. And Ives is like, morality. The last bastion of a coward. Oh, God. And then he just kind of slowly comes closer to Guy and is like, I'm sorry, did I offend you? And Guy slices at him and ends up (laughs) cutting his hand. Okay. So his hand's bleeding. And then Ives just puts his hand towards Guy's face and he's like, smell it. And Guy is kind of like 
heavy like breathing and yeah. like trying not to like <laughs> yeah and Ives is like you remember the energy like the the virility the virility <laughs> <laughs> the plurality of someone else cursing through your veins someone brave the disappointment as it dissipates the need to replenish and slowly just moves his hand closer and closer and guy is just like it, uh, like into it but doesn't want to be into yeah, it yeah and he's like closer and then he pulls his hand away and he's like <laughs> and he's just um and he's like I don't need to remind you and he just like turns and starts to walk away I want to do this as a monologue Calhoun Calhoun General Ives um Calhoun General Ives um he is so good in this and I recognize him from is that show Once Upon a Time did you ever watch any yeah of but I've never watched it no I haven't seen the whole thing but I saw he's in that and that's what I recognize him from I'm sure you would recognize him he's okay just that would be a fun monologue to do that's yeah I think he has um, some other ones too where he's just like he's I do just have to point out do you notice the subtle sexism even when it comes to eating people that it was like somehow worse to eat the girl. I'm like, no, it's just as bad to eat anybody or just as good to eat anybody. It does not matter <laughs> if it's a man or a woman. God, the patriarchy even infiltrates cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, because at that time, you know, it's like, yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. So uh, question number seven, what do you do? What does he do? I I don't know. I at this point I'm like maybe I'll just give in. Like I'll just be like, "Hey man, do you want to just be like a tag team in cannibal team? Like let's just do this together. Let's just be buddies and like talk about eating people." Um and just like make a pact to like not eat each other. Like we'll just help get each other people food. Um I think Guy is okay. So I got so distracted by the by the patriarchy. patriarchy. Um, so he sliced he sliced Calhoun Ives' hand. Yeah, and Calhoun Ives is now backing up. He like was like, I don't need to remind you, and he just turns away. Okay, and starts to walk away. Um, I so Guy goes and stabs him. And then eats him. It's one and a half points. Okay. Um, Ketrin's a cannibal. Hey. She's I mean, I'm just. Giving in so quick. Yeah. Um, he doesn't stab him, but he does jump on him and then like holds the knife to his throat. But in okay. that moment, Martha jumps on Guy and then holds the knife to Guy's throat. Guy's throat. And okay. she's like, if he dies, you die. And then Knox comes out and breaks it up. And Ive says, I was on my way to the latrine and, and Guy attacked me. And Guy's like, you're a liar. And <laughs> Knox is like, I'm putting Guy under arrest. And he tells sure. Martha to go get Cleves to arrest Guy. So Guy is now inside, like, 
I think the living room, like sitting by the fire. Um, Martha's looking around for Cleves. Knox is like in some room, like bandaging up Ives' hand. Martha's looking around. She can't find Cleves anywhere. She grabs a torch, starts looking outside, and then she hears something. And it's like the stable door kind of banging still. Banging. And so she's like, Cleves? And she opens the door. All the animals are dead. No! No! And then she runs back to like just outside, outside the window of the room that Knox is in. And she's like, the horses are dead. The horses are dead. She's like standing right outside the window. And a drop of blood falls on her face. Oh, no. And Knox is like, what the fuck? And so he goes outside. Ives just like sits sits there chilling. And they look outside on the roof is dead Cleves. Cleves. Dripping blood. Shit. Now, here's my question. Why did they kill all the animals when there's plenty of people to eat? Uh, it appeared the animals had been eaten. But the okay. So Knox goes into where Guy is and he just fucking rages in and headbutts him and he's like, That was for Cleves and this is for my horse and he fucking punches him and knocks him out. Good. I mean, not good. I'm very confused. I'm very upset about the animals. I needed somebody to be punched over the animals. So well, they just were. Yeah. It was Guy. Yeah. It was I, I wish you. It, it was me. Yeah, so it's I have a lot of feelings right now and they're confusing me. Continue. So you just got punched for killing the animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now it's daytime. Um basically guy, they're going to have guy be moved to a military prison like as soon as possible. Um but Knox needs someone to go by foot to go get Captain General guy. Mm-hmm. So Martha's going to go. So she leaves camp and Ives is like, safe travels, Martha, and like closes the doors of like the, the camp. Yeah. And like puts the wood board down. Right. Game of Thrones style. Yeah. So now it's just the three of them left in there. Okay. So Guy is in like his bedroom, basically, um, chained to the wall or something. And this bedroom's connected to, like, the living room pretty much in the living room kitchen area. When I say kitchen, it's, like, a, Just po- where the food a pot over fire sure. situation. Yes. That's, you know, when we are. So he's chained up in the bedroom. Ives, um, oh, he's chained up in the bedroom. And Ives, like, sits in front of him with, like, two fingers out that have blood on them and kind of just like sniffs them and then like flicks them and I was like are they and I was like I'm not normally into cannibals but like he could get it yeah I was like hello (laughs) it was uh it was just like I don't think like I think he was doing more in a teasing way to sure to guy of like a yeah don't you want to eat people way it didn't sure. appear it didn't appear it was not it didn't appear sexual towards guy right it did appear sexual towards me towards you right right yeah. right right and I I, I am I hear was you was 
sexualized. I am into it. <laughs> I was Wait. like, let's eat people together and <laughs> starting some... with me. Am I right? Let's uh, have some sexy times rolling around in blood. I don't know. What, what are you into? Yeah. That's... What are you? Because I'm into it too. Was I was about to look Good. up who he was, but I don't want to see any spoilers, so I won't. Yeah. Okay, I have to move on. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll have to find that scene for you. <laughs> I'm not going to launch it back and be like, that wasn't sexual at all. <laughs> Cut to Ives in the kitchen, like chopping potatoes. And the bedroom door is open. So he can't, guy can't see anyone out there, but he's just like yelling for Knox, basically. Like, um, and Knox happens to be like in some other room or building or something and drinking and sees his sword on the wall like askew or something so guy is still yelling and he's like talk to me and he's like i'd like to know you're still alive Knox." so basically <laughs> that's why he's yelling for him yeah so at that point Knox comes in at the doorway and is like be quiet guy so he goes into the kitchen to Ives and he's like, oh, my sword is missing. And Ives is like, haven't seen it. And he's like putting potatoes in the pot. And Knox asks, you know, like, what's he cooking? And he says a, a stew. And he's like, Knox is like, do you need any help? And Ives is like, no, um, perhaps later you might contribute. Be in it. And Knox is like, sure, let me know. Guy is now yelling for yelling at Ives, like, asking when he killed Cleves and the horses. Like, you know, he was like, I was watching you the whole time. Like, when did you do it? Yeah. And Knox is like, be quiet about that. And he goes to the bedroom and closes the door. Okay. Now he goes back into the kitchen area, and the main door to the outside is open. And, he, and Knox is like, how'd that come open? So he goes and closes it, turns around, stops, and stares and says, good gracious. Someone, it's like a real close wash, so we can't, it's just like we see someone walks by, slashes him, and he falls to the ground. <gasps> oh, shit! Ives is still standing at the pot with the potatoes, what? and he, like, looks down at the body. What the fuck is happening? So, guy in the bedroom, chained up, hears, like, a thud and starts yelling for knocks, and then he hears slow footsteps coming towards the bedroom. The door opens. Bonus point. Who is it? Um. <laughs> Calhoun's twin brother. I'm just kidding. Or am I kidding? What is your face doing? <laughs> I... Is it two twin cannibal brothers? Um, two twin cannibal brothers. I'm going with that. Uh, no. Ah, damn it. I was trying to read her face, guys. I need to just read my own mind and not try to read her face. <laughs> it is. Who? Captain Beetle Dad. Captain Beetle Dad? And he has splashed with blood and he says hello guy and he's like i hated doing that 
and we see behind him Ives is like dragging Knox's body outside and um, Ives says I told you my regiment held curative powers oh so he fed him some people and it made him not be dead anymore or about to die Mm -hmm. interesting interesting now why did he do that rather than just eat him I guess I'll find out keep going let's keep watching (laughs) so (laughs) Captain Beetle dad is now like unlocking guy and guys like you killed Cleves and like you killed the horses you know and guys like what happened to you Captain Beetle dad says I thought I was dead I was feeling the pain as like life slipped away And it was like drowning in darkness, and then it was nothing. And then I woke up, and Ives was feeding me. And by the time I regained my senses, there was no turning back. I feel terrific. Yeah. Am I going to find out who he was feeding to him? Because I can't map that. Um, I thought everyone fell off a cliff. The people from the cave. Guy, uh... Jesus, maybe a little bit of Reich. Okay, 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 okay. Well, not Guy. Wasn't feeding him Guy. Did I say Guy? I meant George. You did. George. Okay. I, yeah. G word. G word. Yeah. Okay, so George. Okay, all right. So there were people to feed him. Okay, got it. Yeah. That's also why Ives is so great right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that. So Guy says to him, so you're going to kill me then? And Captain uh, Beetle Dad is like, no, 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 no. And he's like, it's lonely being a cannibal. Tough making friends. <laughs> I like you. We want to bring you into the fold. Aww. But you got to eat. Yeah. So Captain Beetle Dad brings Guy outside. Guy is looking like real fucked up. He's like covered yeah. in a blanket, just, just – not not looking his best. Ives is out there chopping up Knox's body. Sure. And now Ives has a little talk to Guy, just kind of like looking out into the wilderness. Here's another wonderful uh, monologue for you. Okay, great. Manifest destiny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Westward expansion. In April, it will all start again. Thousands of gold-hungry Americans will travel over those mountains on their way to new lives passing right through here. I mean, we won't kill indiscriminately. Good God. We don't want to break up families. (laughs) And Guy tells him, you'll get caught. And he says, if it's just the two of us, that's why we need others. You, general head captain... Not everyone, though. We've got enough mouths to feed. Just need a home. And, you know, this country is seeking to be whole, stretching out its arms and consuming all it can. We merely follow. And Guy says, not me. Hmm. And Ives tells him that it's not courage to resist me. It's courage to accept. You're already one of us. Almost. I mean, you have the hunger for it. Just need to resign yourself. You know, it's not so difficult. Acquiescence. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Just give in. 
And Guy says, I can't. And Ives is like, oh, well then. Stabs him in the gut. No! You die. Die. And he's like, you die. I mean, it's not fatal if you take the necessary precautions. Right, because now he's he's like, if if you eat people, then you won't die. Oh, shit. Shit's getting crazy. Cut to stews ready. Yum, 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 yum. Come and get it. Stew a la Major Knox. <laughs> Captain Beetle Dad. Um... Is, you know, bowling it up there sure, in the, sure. the kitchen area. And he's like, a couple doses of this, you'll be right as rain. And now, basically, Captain Beetle Dad and Ives are just eaten. Yeah. And just Guy is sitting with, like, a bowl in front of him and, like, spitting up blood, like, barely oh, alive. Oh, no. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> and, like. Oh, guys, just eat the people. And Ives is like, mm-hmm. you know, Ben Franklin once said, eat to live, don't live to eat. <laughs> it's like, it's an easy decision, guy. Yeah. Fam or feast, live or die. Question number eight, what do you do? What is oh, I'm do? eating the stew. I mean, I'm eating the stew. It's I'm fine with it. And I also have decided, like, I'm, I could get behind this little cannibal cult. Because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, sure, I'm in, but we're going to kill the bad guys. That's going to be, I was like, we're not going to kill good people. We're going to kill real pieces of shit. You're going to turn into some fucking dirty Harry's and start ka-chunking yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bad guys. Yeah, I'm going to around this place and eat these bad guys. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Yum, yum, yum. Munch, munch it on up. Uh, I think guy does too like takes like a little like and then just noshes forever yay guy is like coughing up blood so unwell there's blood like oozing from his side and he just like eats the stew and ives sits there and giggles and is like (laughs) bravo I almost, wow. The word that I didn't just say was adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. Ketrin is officially a cannibal. I mean, oh I'm having sex with cannibals, so I can't, yeah. I guess I can't judge too harshly, but. No, you can't. You, know. you can't. <laughs> wow. All right. So now it's daytime. Guy's looking healthy. Um, Ives tells um, Captain Beetle Dad that head general captain is coming. Uh-huh. And now Captain Beetle Dad, um, so uh, uh, who's he, what's it? Guy is still chained up in the bedroom, though, but he's looking oh. much healthier. Okay. So Captain Beetle Dad brings in some stew for him. Oh, I guess they still keep him chained up because he hasn't, like, officially agreed yeah, he's it. a little okay. more forced into it. Right. So, okay. He brings him another bowl and he's like, waste not, want not, Ben Franklin. <laughs> and he, Captain 
Beetle Dad asks how Guy's wound is doing, and he's like, it's right as rain. So now Ives is outside, like, climbing up to, like, the lookout mm-hmm. room tower. The, the crow's, the crow's nest, nest on the wall. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, not quite as high as that. It's more just a second story, but sure. same yeah. idea. And Guy tells Captain Beetle Dad that he could use some fresh air. And he, um, Captain Beetle Dad is like, are you to be trusted? And Guy says, of course not. <laughs> Cut to Ives up there, like, watching, looking. Uh, now Captain Beetle Dad and Guy go to the office, Captain Beetle Dad's original office. Oh, okay. Um, Guy is still handcuffed frontwards with, like, some chains. Um, and then, you know, they have some more walnuts and books talk. <laughs> Cause... <laughs> yeah, because of my podcast with them. Yeah. Because yeah. all the books are gone, and Captain Beetle Dad's sad about it. He'll miss them. And then he, like, sure. has his drawer of wal- walnuts with a, a stabby in it. Because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> think of the word. A stabby? Because <laughs> I didn't want to say knife because it seems oh, more like a it's specific. A, it's like a like a opener, a nut opener. No, no, no. A no, no. It's, no, it's a knife. It's just, like, in the walnut drawer. But it's, like, oh. one of those knives that you have a handle and then, like, a little round part, and then the pointy part. Okay. All right. Sure. Wouldn't that be called something specific? Yes, I'm sure it is. So I wanted to I... call it that, and it was on the tip of my brain. I think it begins with an S is what I was looking for, but... Scythe? No, because that's, like, the roundy. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were giving me, but... No, 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 no. That's just part of the handle. There's just, like, the handle, handle, and then pointy out. Uh... Oh, I don't know what that is. We'll have to post post mortem it. Yes. Well, whatever. That's in the, it's a fucking knife. A knife is in the walnut drawer. (laughs) They start talking about Plato and Aristotle and philosophy and and it's just like happiness and how to achieve it. And Guy says that Aristotle like saw truth or spoke truth or something like that. And Captain Beetle Dad is like, I led my whole life according to what's right and true, and look where it got me, Fort Spencer. And stabbed by a cannibal as well. Yeah. Yeah. And back up to Ives, he has, like, his own little personal telescopy thing, and he's like, come on, General, like, where are you at? Back to the boys in the office. And Guy is saying, you have to let me go now, sir. Captain Beetle Dad is like, I can't do that. Also, there's nowhere to go. Like, yeah. There's nothing Where are you gonna and go? no one around. Yeah. And Guy's like, you know, I'm still having nightmares. And Captain Beetle Dad's like, no. And he's like, about Reich? And he's like, no. And he's like, Cleves? No. Knox? No. And Captain Beetle Dad is like, I, I don't, I don't want to hear this. Like, I, I, no, no, no thinking back now. Like, all you have to do is kill. You have to kill to live. And he stabs the desk back up at Ives he now sees three people on horses coming in the very far distance okay and he's like "Ooh, breakfast lunch and reinforcements (laughs) what a little what a little spitfire this is (laughs) back to the boys in the office and guy says I'm gonna kill him question nine you're Captain Beetle dad uh-huh. What do you do? What does he do? Uh, I'm going to get my walnut knife and I'm going to stab 
uh, uh, guy, and then I'm going to take him outside and yell up to Ives and say, hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> uh... What does Captain Beetle Dad do? Um, uh, so he says, you have to let me go. What was the last thing Guy said? I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. But he seemed like he was kind of having nightmares because he didn't want him to talk about it. Uh, does Captain Beetle Dad let him go? End of answer. That's Double. one and a half points. Oh, okay. Because there's an added thing that he does. Oh, okay. All right. Captain Beetle Dad unchains Guy, takes the knife and says, do me a favor. Before you go, kill me. I uh, can't live like this anymore. Yep. Yep. So he stands and looks out the window and watches as Ives is like climbing down the ladder. And Captain Beetle Dad is like, do it quickly, please. So Guy grabs the knife and slits Captain Beetle Dad's throat. And so the blood squirts all out across the window as mm -hmm. Ives is like outside walking towards them. So right. he sees and he like walks up and like looks through the window and sees dead Captain Beetle Dad like fall yeah. to the ground. So he runs inside. Guy grabs a sword, I think, off the wall and swings at Ives. Ives, like, defends, and then the sword gets stuck in, like, a can candle lamp or something. Sure, sure. So he gets a little <laughs> stuck in that, and so Ives runs outside. Guy eventually follows um, with the sword and, like, for the first time, like, fucking determination in his yeah. eyes. Yeah. The cowardice has left his body. Yes. So he's looking around. He goes into the kitchen, looks around with the sword. He's calling for him, looking in different rooms. And he's inside. And then he hears a bell dinging outside. Like, one of oh, the being like, hello, we're the... here. No, 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 yeah. no. Just, um, I don't know what the fuck would be used for. But it's on a rope that's just, like, it's okay. in the camp. Got it. So he runs out. No one's by the bell, but it's still slightly ringing. It's just I was fucking with him, basically. Right, 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 right. He goes to the stable, looks around there, and he sees, um, like, a giant, like, bear trap in there. Oh, God. Okay. And Ives is now, like, outside at some – it's kind of like an outdoor but, like, covered with a roof area, you know, like a patio. Yeah. It's the patio sure. area. Yeah, it's the patio area. Um. And he's lighting like a the outdoor barbecue there. <laughs> and he turns around and there's a fucking cross on his face in blood on his forehead. Oh shit. Like he got like Ash Wednesday with blood. Ash Wednesday with blood. Yeah. Um so Guy is outside looking around and he hears Ives laughing. So he like runs towards the sound which is where the fire is and Ives at that point like jumps through like the roof at him and starts hitting Guy with like a big piece of wood and um, Guy like falls to the ground he grabs like a, a hay pokey thing and stabs uh -huh. Ives in the stomach 
Okay. And then stabs again, but then Ives actually catches it. And so now they're both struggling, like holding the thing. And Ives takes like his knife and stabs Guy in the gut like a couple times. Shit. And so now Guy hits Ives in the face with like the pole part of the hay pokey. And then like head butts Ives a couple times. And then Ives head butts him back. And then Guy (laughs) falls back to the ground. They're both like stabbed in the gut in different places. So they're like, ugh. And now Guy grabs like a butcher knife off of like the tree stump by him. This is just like, there's weapons galore here. Yeah, yeah. And I run into this too where I'm like, there's so many choices, but like you can't know there's a butcher knife. No, yeah. Like I can't ask you what to do because they're just like, here's a weapon, here's a weapon, here's a weapon. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So then he like slices Ives' arm which makes him drop the hay pokey. Now guy grabs like a big piece of wood and just like hits Ives in like the head and Ives falls back to the ground. Guy hits him again and then like for whatever reason just jumps on top of him. <laughs> sure. These have a, these two have a lot of sexual tension, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> They're struggling around. I- Maybe there's a whole B story to this movie that I didn't I, even pick up on. Where it's some real sexual tension. Wow. They just want to eat each other. It's about homosexuality in the wild, wild west. Yep. Who that's knew? exactly what it's about. Who knew? So now he's on top of him. I like I like I was like, why don't you just keep hitting him? Instead yeah, he's just, just like keep throws him. the piece of wood down and like just jumps on top. <laughs> so now there's well now you know why yeah so now they're like struggling with the knife so now they roll around and now Ives is on top and he stabs um a guy in the side and then stabs him in the back and like leaves the knife like in his back oh shoot and guy kind of like punches him away a little bit and like gets up with his knife like still in the back of him and like starts to walk away and like the um some roof boards like fall down on Ives. Okay. Question number 10, your guy, what and where, what do you do next? And what does he do next? I'm going to pull the knife out of my back and then I'm going to go take a few munchy munches of a uh, Colonel Beetle dad. And then I'm going to come back and kill Ives and have a nice little snack on him as well. Uh, and then we'll go from there, but I'm healed. So great. Trying to heal myself. Um, what does guy do? So he's walking away from Ives, like Mm -hmm. the boards fell and he's walking away from him. Uh, Am I still as guy, like as guy? Am I still trying to stay alive physically or in my heart? <laughs> I I don't know. Okay, um, I have no idea. Uh, I think he goes and takes a couple bites out of Beetle Dad too. I okay. I guess I'll give you it. Okay, I think you are trying to stay alive in your heart. In my heart. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to... I'm not aware of that yet, but I uh, like just to give you a hint. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah. So I'm going to... Ketrin is going to eat up. Guy 
is going to kill himself. How? No, kill kill Ives. He's gonna st- he's gonna pull the knife out of his back. He's gonna stab Ives and then s- slit his own throat. Point for you. I think that would definitely keep you alive. Great. I mean, you have a lot to deal with with the the captain generals coming real quick. But sure. I, yeah. You're a, a Superman by that point, so you'd figure it out. Yeah. Um. Guy stumbles towards the stable. Ives now, like, climbs out of the boards and follows him. He opens the door of the stable, and Guy is just, like, sitting down, like, against, like, a pole in the middle of the room. So Ives, like, picks him up. So now they're, like, face-to-face, all the sexual tension. Oh, yeah. Pulls a knife out of his back and then drops the knife. So now they're just holding each other and staring at each other's faces. About to kiss. (laughs) And Guy (laughs) pushes them back both backwards and Ives down onto the ground. Guy is now on top of him and Guy pushes Ives head down onto a little metal piece. Bear trapped! Bear trapped! Together. Wow. Bear trapped together? He's on top of him. So both of their heads are bear trapped? Um, Their bodies are bear trapped. Bodies are bear trapped. Like his head okay. is the one that clicked off the thing. So now it's the thing, snapped. But they're both bear trapped. Okay, I got it. I got so it. So they're on top of each other, bear trapped. Both yeah. dying. Dying. And Ives is like, that was really sneaky. <laughs> I love Ives. And he laughs. And he's like, well, if you die first, I'm definitely going to eat you. Sure. Sure. Question is. If I die, what are you going to do? Will you eat me? Bon Probably appetit. make out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love this. So now the horses come to camp. It's Captain General Head guy, Martha, mm-hmm. some fucking other person. Yeah. They're all looking around the rooms. Everything's empty. Like kitchen, you know, sure. whatever. Um, Captain General, like they're kind of have separated looking around. Captain General's in the kitchen and he sees the stew a brewing and it smells delicious. Smells delicious. Grabs a ladle, sniffs it and back to Ives and fucking guy. And Ives is like, eat or die. Back to Captain General. Gives a little old taste of the stew and he's like, Yum. Who made this delicious? Takes another fucking bite. Sure. Back to the boys. Ives, who just said eat or die. And he's like, eat or. (gasps) He's Daddy McDetterson. Last breath. I thought it was a great death. I'm not going to lie. I really love this actor. So now, Guy's on top of him, looking at him. Yeah. At this point, Martha opens the door of the stable and looks in. And Guy sees her and is like, uh. Question 11, you're Martha. What do you do? What does she do? I'm just going to go ahead and just close those doors <laughs> back on up and uh, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Martha, I think, maybe lets him out of the bear trap. But then we have an eating situation, a Bruin. Point for you. Yeah. She closes that door. That door. Right Goodbye. <laughs> Walks away. Guy, like, slowly dies. And then Martha opens the door to camp and walks out of it. I love this bitch. Walks into the fucking distance. She's like, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Fuck these motherfucker Wendigo cannibals. Incredible. She is my favorite character that she's like, bye, bitches. So Martha is the hero of this movie. I love her. And now it's just like an overhead shot of like Ives and and guys like bear trapped on top of each other with some sweet, lovely music. Yeah, it's so romantic. Fade to black. Wow. But that fucking general head guy is going to eat up some some Ives and and guy uh, if he he's probably he's getting the taste he's getting and the martha taste he doesn't even know like, it yeah and martha's just like blessed be goodbye <laughs> yes <laughs> see you later sir. <laughs> oh i love that movie Isn't i'm gonna it do great i'm gonna do all of ives's monologues i can't wait <laughs> i'm gonna do all of them i can't wait to go back and watch my favorite part Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As all live stream. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. Okay. Dead or Alive's, you got five out of ten. Oh, not bad. Yeah, because almost everyone's dead. Except for Martha. Uh-huh. Except for Martha. Um, questions out of 22, you got 14 and a half. Eh. For a total out of 32 points, 19 and a half. What? Oh, a total of 13, 19 and a half out of 32 points. Got it. Okay, sorry. My brain switched all of those numbers around, and I could not decipher them. (laughs) Uh, That's not bad. Yeah. So pretty good. Um, I love that movie. That is ravenous. And here is our discussion with Creep It Real. So, like I said, I was desperate to know the true story of this. So now, um. We're going to have a little discussion with Creep It Real after we've listened to the true story, and we'll discuss that. Yeah. So I guess if what you should do right now is pause this. If you haven't listened to theirs first, you should pause ours, go over to Creep It Real. There'll be a link in the show notes. Listen to the true story. Yeah. And then then come back because we're going to have a discussion about what happened. Um, Yeah. And there'll probably be like spoilers of everything. So, yeah, that is that. 
we're so excited to be on with you guys. Um, I feel like we we make a the four of us make a nice little team. We I all know. bring different things sure. to the table. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I totally love it. I think this is definitely the beginning of a beautiful situation. Could not agree more. Yeah, I could agree. not agree more. Okay, so um, that uh, I don't know how to enjoy <laughs> this at all. <laughs> uh, well. So that was that. And- <laughs> <laughs> there we go that was our movie hopefully you went and listened to creep it real so now we're gonna talk about it together Yay! um so <laughs> when we decided to uh embark upon this little partnership mm-hmm. um we let you guys choose the event based on sort of like what you guys wanted to research yeah so how did you guys decide on this one well I think we're like drawn to cannibals somehow without even meaning to be. (laughs) It's been a weird thing this like month. We've been like cannibals, hatchets, like everything. (laughs) And it's so funny because when I was listening to you guys about it, y'all went sexual with it on a number of occasions. And I was like, I feel the same way. I I can't help it. It's hard to. It's like, I don't know why eating other humans turns into such a... A sexy endeavor, it seems, when it's, it's so like, intimate. Hey. Yeah. I mean, it's like the exchange of fluids, oh, yeah. the bringing one body into another. Mm. Oof. Sorry. I'm getting <laughs> I, I think it's that time of year. Yeah. I just, about just about everything is getting me hot to trot. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that time of year. <laughs> it is. So uh, when I watched the movie, I was like, this shit is bananas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot wait to hear the true crime tale of this. And then when I started listening to yours, I was like, oh, ours was <laughs> so like, I almost felt bad. I was like, ours was much more fun. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yours it like started just with like racism and just like yeah. just, just, just all of the worst fucking things. Oh, and I was like, yeah. oh, gosh. I got to work Kim and I are over here going, hot dudes are eating each other. <laughs> I like. I wish. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I would have thought about my talk, my show premise a little harder than I have. But you know, um, yes, that's what alcohol's for. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but um, the uh, the hot guys eating each other part. I mean, that's what everybody looks for, and in, in, in life, right? I mean, just, honestly, right? So yeah. You got the definitely got the good end of the stick on this one. We just got some weirdos, <laughs> maybe we, lying. for sure. <laughs> so here's my question. Um, so we listen to yours, you listen to ours. It's obviously a very, very different. It was very, very. Ho- Hollywoodized. Very. Oh, was it with the Wendigo? Um, okay. <laughs> yes. yeah. all, the, and all the twists and turns. All the twists yes. and turns. Yes. But were there any points? in our telling of the movie, because obviously it's slightly different than like watching it. Cause you're, you know, yeah. hearing it like fourth hand, I guess. Um, was there anything that stood out to you guys that was like, Oh wow, this is like cl- very close to what happened or wow. I don't know why they changed this part of the story or just any reactions in comparison to the movie and the story. So I think literally the only part where he's, where he's talking about the fact that he goes 
and looks for firewood and comes back and sees somebody eating other members of the camp. Mm-hmm. That's the only, the only thing. Six that's people, the only similarity. Six people and that's I it. completely agree. Yeah. Like, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah so it's just one man who ate six people and that exact part was the only thing that was similar because <laughs> it wasn't even technically the same time. Uh, no, I noticed that like, too. Because this was, no, the movie was, was like 1840. It was like still Whoa. 1800s, but this was like 1847 and it was like the Mexican-American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't true. know why they would have changed that, but they and did. What, what was the re- and what was the real time? 1890. A little bit later. What? Civil hmm. War. It was Civil War. I've already forgotten, you guys. Yeah. I remember it just being later, like definitely it was that, later that time. So I was like, wow, it's interesting. They like pushed it back. They like clearly didn't want it to make it the Civil War. And I wonder, yeah, why wouldn't they just, just keep his name even? They didn't even take his name or anything. It Nothing. was very interesting. Well, he also seemed like a way different dude in the movie. Yes. Because in real life, he seemed like kind of dumb. Yes, 100%. And like, like, <laughs> and like, me- like mentally ill yes. as opposed to like our dude was seemed like malicious, maniacal yeah. and malicious. Yes. Yes. Although yeah. it didn't start out that way. Like he was just kind of... Uh, uh, well, I, I think it's just sexier that way, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So can we, okay. So I, I sent all the girls a little clip from the movie because none of them have seen it besides me. Um, so I want them all to watch it right now to get a reaction. So the video is of the, the main cannibal guy. Okay. Who in the movie is like Calhoun slash Colonel Ives. Oh, sir. <laughs> Sexual licking of a finger of two fingers that you could ever see. He All knew right. what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm into cannibals now. <laughs> that was like literally not like two you, were like it's really sexy, but like the thing you didn't describe was like there was like sexy? a realism <laughs> to it, and I was just like, are we having sex right now? Like, is, <laughs> And, like, am I currently having sex right now? Very steamy. Yes. Like, yeah. He really he's already, he's already done so much fingers. by that point. So, like, you really, it's uncomfortable because I'm like, yes. I'm so attracted to this man <laughs> who's the worst person I can imagine. That was so, okay. Oh, yeah. That. That brings me to a point that I found really interesting in the the character differences and the message of the movie versus, like, what was actually going on. So, like, this was, like, super sexy. Like, this was, like, a a vampire type thing where there's, like, a sexualization Mm -hmm. to, like, the vampiric myth. Um, And, like, Ives in the movie was like, okay, I ate people for survival, but then there's this, like, added magic element where, like, I'm mm-hmm. no longer eating for survival. I'm eating because it makes me, like, extremely virile and heal faster, and I'm into it. Like, I'm, I'm like, turned on by it. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting with Alfred Packer was that the if I am in the wilderness... And I'm going bananas and my and I'm frostbitten and life just sucks and I eat six people. <laughs> I kind of feel like on the outside when you get back into society, it's like, 
no, I get a do over. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't count. No, like I can't, I can't be expected to answer for my actions when I was like so deprived of that, which makes me live. Exactly. Like, I just didn't, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Right. I don't very... know. Go ahead. No, Sorry. no, go ahead. Okay. It was just, it was very strange the way everybody vilified him for so harshly for something that was like, well, if you were starving out there and people were dead, why not eat them? They're just going to be decaying exactly. anyway. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's going to be traumatizing. Probably. Totally. You know, and like, 100%. I just feel like that's, definitely maybe they didn't even have this i mean obviously because you guys talked about uh how we have a lot of laws in place now that like this never would have happened today because it's like those weird murder non-murder laws bonkers (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but also just that like they could just like publish publish shit about people and then expect them to be tried in the same place like it was ridiculous all that kind of stuff was like super weird. But like, I feel nowadays it would be like, everybody, we can all agree that he was like temporarily insane, right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Cool. Okay, great. <laughs> sure. I would definitely, yeah, it was weird. They didn't bring any, they really didn't bring that much of that up. Like, you know, where it was like, wait a second, there are circumstances here that were extenuating yeah. this. Yeah. It was definitely. Strange. I mean, do you think it was because like he was a little bit of a cuckoo banana before? Yeah. Like he wasn't. Yeah. Like point. he kind of already, I mean, he, so people like already had an opinion of him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It's not something that anybody of us, any one of us, have ever been in the middle of where we can say, "Oh, I was starving one day with a bunch of people, and I didn't mm-hmm. eat evil." Right. Like, it happens. It happens exactly. Yeah, and and the other thing, I mean, my husband told me this makes me very creepy. <laughs> it's fine. I'm working through it. To me, it's like killing someone in self-defense where it's like you can go in a court of law and be like, it was self-defense. And then that's a whole new conversation. To me, this is similar where it's like, I was very hungry. There was no other food. I'm going to eat this human. Mm -hmm. But there's this weird thing that happens with cannibalism where like somehow this is like the worst type of murder. And I'm just like, no, it's just murder. Like, I mean, it's. Pretty bad, cat. Like it's pretty <laughs> it's fucking like, bad. But I'm saying, like, I would have just as much of an issue, like, like killing an animal as I would a human. This is to like eat them. bad, yeah. even within the animal kingdom. Like they don't eat their own kind normally. Most animals, you know what I mean. S- some mommies eat their babies, but if that's like too a weak. specific thing and a specific <laughs> kind. Of, like I don't know. Like most animals don't eat themselves; they eat other people. <laughs> <laughs> most animals. I'm just saying, I think it's a grayer area. It should be. I think the survival thing for sure. But like, I could see why, especially back in like the 1800s that they're like, he ate people though. (laughs) And he's going to eat all of us if we don't watch out. Exactly. Yeah. I bet that was a huge part of it. I was like the fear. Yeah. And he was like, he was abrasive too. So it's like, you know, I think that added to people thinking he was going to always attack him at any moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So do you guys like not think that there was any like validity to like him kind of like wanting to do it for the money or anything? Like you think it was like straight I don't think he wanted to do it for the money. Yeah. I truly don't know to be honest. 70 Mm -hmm. bucks off of their bodies. Like well I don't know. That's when he claimed he got off their bodies but then he did go on that spending spree in town where he was you know getting sex and gambling. So, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. I think it was more of a like ego and like trying to figure himself out. Like, like trying to continue to survive type of thing. I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it was a money thing. To me, it wasn't. Or was it more like those cakes that you get at Mardi Gras where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm eating this cake and it's delicious. And ooh, the cake there's cake. like a little prize inside. <laughs> right. Like it was and the you're just like, this is just like yeah. an added bonus. Yeah. Like I ate this dude and oh, look, there's a He's prize in money. his yeah. pocket. And I get so, to buy a horse with the money that's in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like not take the prize? Like that would be weird. Yeah, it would be weirder. But that, that's, see, that's what I thought was strange when he said, I left a bunch of money just laying on the ground. And it's like, yeah, no, that's weird. You didn't. You, didn't. you did not do that. Um, yeah. yeah, your lies are making me question That's worse else. than eating people, let's be real. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. So I guess this is, like, he's the only person that knows this, right? But it's like, so how how did those people actually die? Because it's like, they die and then you eat them? Or, like, you murder them? And did you them? murder them? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. May, like, you know, it, it's, it's possible. It's only his story, right? Yeah. Sure, Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like the uh, the Donner party where they didn't necessarily have to eat the rest of the party. He like he didn't necessarily have to eat the remainder of the party. Right. It just became the the easier way to it was there to survive. Yeah, it was uh, there. So why not eat it? Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> it's like a Pringle. I, it's got to be addictive, according to. <laughs> It's always sunny. Yeah. That's what I always say. Yeah. Yes. I am so glad you guys referenced that Always Sunny episode. Because literally, as you guys are talking, I was like, this is like the Always Sunny episode. I hope they mentioned the Always Sunny episode. <laughs> we always, I always think about that episode. It makes me cringe so much. It's so oh, funny. It is. Oh, my goodness. But the yeah. best. What was the What was the shining moment of the movie for you guys? Was it the sexy blood looking or... Yeah, I was going to say, do you mean other than other the time than that, that we all just had sex with the guy with the guy who played Rumpelstiltskin on TV, I think. Yes! Yeah, that's yeah. what I know him. Um, I mean, for me, like, in the movie, at least, like, I thought the twist was really good. And Ketchard even said this, like, she was like, like very quickly on she's like i got this fucking figured out what's happening and then there's like twist number one where she was like didn't see it going there and then there's like the big twist where you're like oh shit (laughs) like i just wasn't expecting it so i do think it was like well made in that way just like as a as a film yeah um Mm -hmm. of like him being calhoun because it's like first he's calhoun and then you realize he's actually the the cannibal but then when he turns it when he's actually colonel ives it's just like holy fucking shit balls <laughs> yeah and then you realize that at the beginning he said like it's good you don't know colonel ives exactly. because he's a despicable person mm-hmm. oh, and right. you're like you're a despicable <laughs> yeah. person yeah <laughs> it kind of makes sense that it was made by or written by the lady that did is that the lady that did uh, oceans 11 is that what you said? Or the guy? Was it uh, the guy who wrote Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lady in my head for some reason. Uh, yeah. The lady, the director was a lady. Director. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I can, um, can kind of see that with all the twists and turns. Yeah. That yeah. does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's very. Think of what else was like? I mean, all of the characters were really great. Like the actors were really good in it. They were all very defined characters, which was like fun. You know, I really want to watch it now. I I honestly, rec- I mean, I recommend it. Was it was. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is bonkers. Like, you kind of <laughs> have to, like, let it be that, you know? Like, once mm-hmm. you, like, 
sometimes we watch a, a horror movie and it's like very straight. You know what I mean? So if you're expecting that and then get this, you're like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But when you like are like, okay, this is its own thing, then it's it's great. I liked it. I'm really glad because yeah. I was a little worried that y'all were going to hate this one. Well, I think what also is fun about what I've, one of the many things I've come to lo- love about our podcast is like, even if the movie that I'm watching is bad, it is never going to be not fun to tell the movie to Kim. Yeah. yeah. So like, it kind of doesn't matter if the movie is shitty. 100%. That just is more fodder for conversation, mm-hmm. um, which is delightful. 100%. Because it just means that, like, there's a pot of gold at the end of the <laughs> yeah. shitty movie Rainbow. <laughs> That's so true. Speaking of ladies, I would like to give a toast to Martha, the character, because she oh was my, my favorite character she won in the, the world. She won. The she movie. did. <laughs> and, like, her thing of, like, just, like, all you white assholes can just fucking kiss my ass goodbye and she just peaced out she just left my she favorite like, thing that you were it was that you were like i would close the fucking door and peace out and then her thing that she did was she closed the fucking door and she the fuck out and peace out exactly that it was so awesome and it was fucking brilliant i was like yes queen <laughs> yes get the fuck out of here with these it reminded me idiots. of that this that spongebob meme that's like him being like all right i'm gonna go yeah. <laughs> i'm out it's <laughs> uh, great i guess in the same in that way that the movie also reminded me of the actual story and that it seemed like there was actually secretly a bunch of them that were pieces of shit kind of you know they all kind of like easily gave way to the well i guess i don't know i don't know if you're a piece of shit if you're starving and you eat human meat we like we said it's kind of it's kind of a gray area it's really is i also just like don't know in in your story um and tell me if there's like an obvious detail that i missed that would refute this but like i don't know that we can say that alfred is the only one who ate people for sure you know what i mean yeah 100 like, percent. he seems like the last one standing but well, there's not really any way to say that that they weren't all eating each other yeah that's very true but like also what i find the most interesting like how you end up as the last man standing yeah mm-hmm. that's true right. that's, that's why true. it's like <laughs> comes down to the wire of like so everyone just died naturally except yeah. you? <laughs> right. 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 Or, you know what I mean? Or does there end up being a showdown at some point? Yeah. Which yeah. is also, and- I guess, survival. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say Survivor, like the TV show. And I was like, yes, it is like that. <laughs> like that. But that makes sense where it's just like, there's maybe alliances where it's like, you. Mm-hmm get this leg and I get the other leg but we have to kill him and then it's like just the two of us staring at each other and it's like who's gonna Mm -hmm. make it Uh, Kim and I decided that we would just slowly feed off each other oh that's sweet very sweet I'm not gonna I'm not gonna offer myself up so easily (laughs) I wouldn't either (laughs) so I don't know (laughs) I was thinking that's kind of the same way that people become politicians as they just turn you know they, they they slowly, eat each other. They slowly but surely, yeah, just give slowly. up all convictions and eat each other. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. True. And then you're running for president. 
There you go. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's if you had any convictions to begin with. Yeah. No true. Yeah, totally. Very true. That's probably the key for all of us. We're like, yeah. I, I'm fucking exhausted. I just, I'm, I need, I'm depressed. I have seasons. Yeah. I need something. It's human meat. Is yeah. Basically. I just, we just need to find humans to eat. I do yeah. wonder like if, I just wish he could have been more honest because everyone hated on him so much. Because then I'm just like, tell us all about it. Like, how does it? Yeah, how does it? How did you feel? Do you want more? Yeah. Are you interested in more? Like, I wonder if he secretly continued eating meat and or humans and meat in his life. I feel like it creates a a hunger. I mean, I can't help but think it deep inside of you. You're like, I'm always needing that human meat. I know. I just want to like, this is making me realize, Kim, I think you're right. I would like to speak definitively to a cannibal and be like, no judgment here, bro. Like, I just want to know about your inner life, like your inner emotional life as a cannibal. I might judge you you a little, but yeah. Yeah, Tell me the truth. A little. Because Colonel (laughs) Hives Hives was into it. (laughs) But Guy Pierce was like, no, thank you. My morals. And he tasted it. He tasted it too. Like he had the the flesh. Yeah, he did. And uh so I guess maybe I w- it just comes down to your morals at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm fucked. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think Ashley and I are gonna be like, bring bring me a leg. <laughs> Give me that muscly meat. I, I, yeah. I want a big strong leg wrapped around me and life and and food. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> me too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, I don't even eat meat, human, human or animal. Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But when Kim was describing that human stew, I was like, I mean, that sounds delicious like it just sounds she just described the stew really well oh my god and i haven't craved a stew <laughs> for many years <laughs> since i stopped eating meat and the first one i craved was that of human you can so <laughs> you have a I'm new job a, <laughs> describe i'm food. a little yeah i'm a little I'll concerned i am unemployed. i love it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess though, I mean, if you're a vegetarian, it's possible that humans like are almost better options than animals because you're doing that probably for a reason. That's how Ketcher right? feels about it. Thank exactly you, how Ketcher That is my actual thought. I'm like, I would have an easier time eating humans Guilty. than I would animals. Yes, because here's the thing. There is no such thing as a shitty animal. <laughs> Animals aren't True. assholes. Yeah. They're yep. never assholes. Uh, it's not possible. Uh, Humans, on the other hand, there's a few I could take out. When you said that, I was like, you know, I always talk about, like, and I don't know if I should ever, I say it all the time publicly, I probably shouldn't, but I'm like, I could really be somebody that just secretly assassinates terrible people. Girl, where's my camera? But yeah, so we could, yeah, you could team up. We'll never get caught. It'll be amazing. Here's here's a dynamic I'm noticing right now. So Ashley and I are the wild cards that need to be kept in check by our partners. So yes, I've married two people, my husband and Kim, both of whom remind really. me that like mo- that I should have morals like that I should 
you know. I thought you meant you've been married person. twice. I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> no, I just, I just think it's unfair to not count Kim among my important I, agreed, relationships agreed, agreed, in my agreed. life. <laughs> yes. But it sounds like Bianca <laughs> is the mitigating force <laughs> in Ashley's life. Is that an accurate assessment? <laughs> No. no, no, you both are just going hog wild. <laughs> I'm going hog wild pretty much. It depends. Yeah. It depends which one, which one of us needs it. Like there are times where I go fucking nuts because I'm a ball of anxiety mm-hmm. and there are times where Ashley goes nuts. So we kind of flip flop that role, I think. But uh, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm at a, yeah. I'm at a pretty constant like horn dog, uh, <laughs> Like, I talk about, I'm constantly just being terrible in that way where she's like, oh, okay. Or talking about just whatever wild shit I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. In that way, I, I think, guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. In that way, I think she does do that for sure. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I would agree with you on that assessment. Well, great. We all, we all have to find our counterbalance. <laughs> yes. True. Agreed. <laughs> this was so much fun. We love collabing with you guys. And. Hopefully we could do it again. Absolutely do do it it. again. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Creep It Real uh, for this amazing collaborative episode. It was so much fucking fun. Um, Yeah. Thank you to everyone for listening. As always, please write us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't. Follow us on social media at Podcast. Come over and hang out with us on our Facebook group, Sammy Stay Alive maybe um and we also have super fun awesome stuff uh going on over at patreon um you can sign up for a yearly subscription and get two months free and if you sign up before october 31st you'll be entered into a drawing to win a original funko pop doll of kim and me yeah so exciting so yeah yeah, i guess you have half a month left for that so sign up um yeah I think that's everything. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This and is this has been, been Kim and Ket <laughs> Stay Alive. Maybe. Maybe. So until next week. Stay alive. Ghosted me. I'm I'm done. done.